This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. What's up, Internet? This is Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I just noticed that I actually gestured to the logo for Aetherite Radio. That was an accident. <laughs> but here we are, Aetherite Radio. Uh, I'm Zanidra, and today I have with me Aldino and Brooke. Hello! Oh. <laughs> and our topic today involves the latest released Encyclopedia Eosia. Encyclopedia Eosia 3, in fact. The third. Three? Mm-hmm. the third. There are there are three. Yeah. I am constantly reminded every single time I crack one of these books open that there's so much in a single one of them. <laughs> like, yeah. I go through like one page and I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, what? What? <laughs> there's like 50 things on this one page. Yeah, especially because this is Shadowbringers and Endwalker, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Mostly. So it's your favorite one, right, Charles? Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm here to speak of it. Yes, I mean, yes. you'd be here otherwise, so right? No, I mean, in the no. Aldino only shows up on the episodes that he's like, "Yeah, this yeah. is good. I'm, I, this is worthy of me." Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. As always, before we get into our topic, which again is uh, some revelations we had while flipping through the lore book three, uh, we have some news. News is fine. News is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, news it's is not. Right. It's not super exciting right now. Let's be honest, because there's not a lot going on. But we got to do that. So, uh, as mentioned last time, new and improved Moogle Treasure Trove is happening January 30th to March 11th. You have lots of time for now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, get on it, I guess. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> also, as we mentioned last time, Valentine's Day started uh, February 7th through February 21st. A little bit less time on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have done this event uh, and... I was sitting outside of my my FC house with my friends. Some of us were doing dote and some of us were doing the heart, the new heart emote you get where you put mm-hmm. your fingers. And we noticed that the dote goes directly into the heart in front of your chest. Does it? Yes. I I had a ship fit. I was like, so cute. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. I did not that's, realize that's nice that. Touch. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah, and uh, normally, normally on this podcast, we do not promote buying things from Square Enix, but mm-hmm. uh, Valentine's Day stuff is on sale right now in the store, and the Dote emote, if you don't have it, which is a worthwhile emote, is mm-hmm. on sale for $1.40, so that's, that's kind of reasonable. That's pretty cheap, that's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Sucks if you missed it the first time, real sorry about that, but you know, if you, if you want it, a lot of people love it, Yeah, covet it, if you will, $1.40, mm-hmm. go get it. Um, along with that event, they have uh, a sweepstakes that they are running from Wednesday, February 7th, already started, to Wednesday, February 14th. And uh, it's one of those ones where you, you take a screenshot, you uh, submit one screenshot using specific stickers and G-Pose frames from the G-Pose feature showing your character celebrating Valentine's Day 2024. Uh, mm-hmm. A random selection of 1,500 winners will be drawn from qualifying entries. Uh, I believe normally you just post that up on Twitter and uh, tag them in it. But to get all the information on how to participate, you just check out the Lodestone real quick. Uh, the prizes are the normal prizes. I'm not mm-hmm. going to go through all of them because they're the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a reminder 
that uh, you need to update from Windows 32-bit OS or DirectX 9 if you're still using those. Uh, after patch 6.58, they're going to be gone. You won't be able to play 14 using those. Uh, I'm really sorry if you're still on those. Sorry, but we got to get prettier. Yeah, yeah we got to get prettier. Get beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the open beta test for Xbox Series, I don't even know how to say that, XS? X, X or S, yeah. X, okay. Version of Final Fantasy yeah. 14 is scheduled to begin Wednesday, February 21st at around 12 a.m. PST. Uh, yeah. Info on how to participate is on the lodestone, and the Game Pass is apparently required. Yes, yes. which is not on PlayStation. You don't need PS Plus to play it on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. but you need and Game so, Pass on Xbox. I'm curious about this. Do you both think that they're going to do something where the subscription is just rolled into Game Pass? Because it seems very weird to me that this would be like the only platform that would require like twice the subscription. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I, I can't imagine didn't, that they would do that. Didn't mm -hmm. they used to require um, an extra subscription for like 11 or something? If you were using I a certain remember. console? Uh, I don't remember. There, I, I've heard about this, this same situation before yeah. with a game that was sort of ported across and they were like, deal with it or don't play. Yeah. Yeah, I think I... they actually mm -hmm. just say, eh. If you want yeah. to play, this is what you got to do, which is really lame. Yeah, it's super lame. And I I mean, I don't know. Microsoft is going to have some sort of conference next week talking about the future because there's a lot of rumors about what they're doing in general. There are even rumors, in fact, that they're leaving the console game and just being multi-platform for all games. And if that's true, I don't see the Game Pass subscription going away because how else do you get money? <laughs> but I don't know. I that's it's very strange that you need it at least for the open beta. Very strange. So I don't know. Yeah, not sure. I guess we'll have to see. Fingers crossed. It's not something where they're double charging or that they've worked something mm -hmm. out with, um, you know, Microsoft where. Yeah. You know, Microsoft is like kicking back whatever percentage. Or I, I have no mm -hmm. idea. Um, not sure on that, but yeah, a heads up to everybody. If you are on Xbox, you are going to need mm -hmm. that to play. Um, and with that full release, it's really exciting to have so many new players coming in. And hopefully this doesn't deter them because, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Game Pass is well worth the money just in it general. Is. It is actually yeah. like really good, but um, kind to, of interesting. To be forced to do it is kind of lame. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you get a yeah. thousand billion other good games. Hey, weirder stuff has happened. I mean, some <laughs> games that are on Game Pass that are brand new, you would think that they're losing money there, but they do it anyway. So maybe Square's worked something out with them. It feels, it feels bad to have to pay like 23 bucks to play 14, though. Yeah. I know, right? I yeah. Mean, Yucky. That would be pretty bad. But like, <laughs> if if you were on Windows 32-bit and <laughs> that's the only option, like because uh... Xbox is cheaper than a video card usually. <laughs> Mm, I don't know. Can you still play on PS4? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think. Do you I'm not think? Sure. Do you think it would make a difference if you didn't have to buy the game? Like, if you I had to pay would. double subscription, but if For the game months, and all the expansions, <laughs> yeah, like I, I still think you would be losing out on noticeably more money over time sure. rather than oh, yeah. just like buying the expansions, right? But I wonder if that's something that would also kind of make players feel a little bit better if, like, mm -hmm. the whole game was available to you without having to buy it additionally, but then you're also paying, like, twice the subscription, which is... But yeah, you also cause... get all those other games. I don't know. 
They yeah, should just give like, them the two uh, two extra free retainers for free. Right. Because <laughs> That's almost the same amount. When you think about it, there's a free trial. But if you need Game Pass, there isn't a free trial. Because mm. you need Game Pass to play it. So I, I don't know. Don't break our <laughs> meme. We like our meme. We like to talk about the free trial. We do. We do. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting to kind of see mm -hmm. how it pans out and what this means and uh, how people respond to it. So, I mean, yeah, definitely if any of you are playing on Xbox or as they kind of go through this release, please feel free to let us know your thoughts, too, whether it be in the comments or anywhere else or on social media, because we'll be keeping an eye out. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting if they decide to go the double subscription route. Mm -hmm. But who knows right now? Who knows? All right. And that's it for uh, our news, you guys. So fast, so furious, oh, quick, and by and by furious, I mean just like you know, we did it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we got through it. It's good. Yeah, I'm it was like, great. Can't complain. I'm like, is there even <laughs> anything else that I can think of? I, I guess there's a patch this week, right? Oh yeah. It, there's nothing in it. I mean, there. Probably... <laughs> okay. That's okay. like what? Is that gonna okay. have like anything, or are they just reminding us that they're still uh, trying to make cap. stuff? Tome cap increase probably. Mm, uh, true. Either here or six true. five eight. Because right. it yep. hasn't been, and we haven't unlocked the tier yet either. Oh, it's okay. Been seven months. <laughs> oh so my gosh. <laughs> now I do see the question in the chat, and mm -hmm. um, let me go ahead. This is coming from somebody who, um, you know, I know, dear friend, but who recently told me that they've been playing the game for eight years, and they didn't yeah. know this. Um, patch day, everybody is always on Tuesday. Yes. Just so you know, in, in case in case this is knowledge that anybody else has missed. Uh, patch day is on Tuesdays mm -hmm. um, because some folks play the game for eight years and don't know that. <laughs> I I not to call anybody. I've out never heard a bus run so loudly um, through our podcast before <laughs> to have someone just like tumbled under it. Whoo! I do it with love. I do it with love. Uh, <laughs> it's a revelation. Okay, this is lore book revelations. That one's outside the lore book, but it's still a revelation. Yeah, you know, this was the secret, secret lore that was you added just, into the very back you of were the just book. Setting Rook up, right? You just were setting her up so that she could tell everybody else in case there was anybody yes. else who didn't know, and right? Maybe new players. Maybe new players. Yeah. Like when we talk about Patch Day, you don't know. Maybe players yeah. who have have not been playing the game for eight years don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesdays has been patch you day happens. You keep hitting on that eight years. <laughs> hey, look, you know. I'm just feeling sassy. That's that's fine. I mean, it, it's funny. It's it's a MMO <clears throat> staple, right, Tuesday. Wow, did it. I mean, maybe even have requested. Because Tuesday is just a good day. You get into work Monday. You try and make sure the patch is finalized. You do it on Tuesday, and you're fixing it until Friday. You don't want to release a patch on Thursday or Friday. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, no. No. That would be no. bad. Uh-uh. Yep. Plus, it gives you the rest of the week in case yep. anything goes, like, horrifically terrible <laughs> with the patch. Charles, what is this cup? Yeah, this is beautiful. Oh, I've been watching uh, you drink out of this recently. Uh, it's uh, from Animal Kingdom in Disney. It's oh, just yeah, yeah. It's big enough. It's good. This is it's the good. only thing big enough to contain all the caffeine. <laughs> that you require? Got it. Yeah, All I can't right. think of any other game news that I've seen for 14. Um, yeah. Patch content, lol, is happening, but there will be a small patch on Tuesday. And yeah, everything mm -hmm. we covered, I think. Okay. Revelations time. That sounds vaguely yeah. biblical. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> um. <laughs> What's well, a lore Bible? 
That's true. Or Bible. That's true. Technically. Mm-hmm. So, so what we did is we kind of just flipped through and, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I just looked up stuff I thought was interesting, looked up the characters that I was most interested in and read through their, uh, their entries and went, wait, what? Mm. And I wrote them down. <laughs> That's how I got mine. <laughs> uh, except for this first one, which weirdly I actually got uh, when I was doing all of the little copy paste last week for our tier lists. Mm. Uh, the Golden Diata. It's a, it's listed as a scholar of the studium. Like it's listed as a character, a scholar in the studium. I haven't there's a quest in game that's related to this and I, I haven't mm-hmm. done it. So this entry to me was like, what the hell is this thing? It's just <laughs> this golden fish like totem looking thing in amongst character faces. Mm. Uh, apparently it's the goldsmith crafting quest. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I need to get up in those quests. I am actually behind <laughs> on my crafting. <laughs> Just the master yeah. books. Anyhow, uh, it's can a golden fish shape. If I never started. <laughs> yeah, I think you can. Yes. I think you can. Yes, I think that's the ultimate behind. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, this is a golden fish shaped mammoth made between the fifth and sixth astral areas, areas, eras that translates language, which is cool. It's named mm-hmm. after Saint Diata, uh, who is dubbed a saint by Lim Lane. Ooh, and they're pictured on a leaf. Extra mm-hmm. random information. <laughs> um, who saved the brass loach population in uh, Lenosha by noticing how dumb fishermen were? Um, <laughs> they were they were uh, just taking all of the loach out of their nets instead of being like, ah, this one is a lady, this one is a baby, and throwing those one back. Mm. Yeah, so you know, just common sense over here. Um, basically, this is a babble fish. So it's uh, it's kind of a real world slash. Uh, what is that? Oh my gosh! I had the book name in my head and now it's gone. Encyclopedia. Uh, so long. A dictionary. And for all the fish. Hitchhiker's Guide. Had to- yes. Hitchhiker's. Yeah. <laughs> got you. Yeah. Thank you. I got yes, you. It's like you. I see. Yeah. 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 It's a battle fish. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's so cute. I actually had totally missed this one, and mm-hmm. it's. It's actually kind of interesting because I feel like for a long time they have avoided um, like having a bunch of diversity of language in the game, right? Mm. Uh, Because, you know, well, we have the echo, we can translate, like there's dragon speech, which we know that not everybody can understand, but common has so widely been accepted worldwide for kind of the convenience of it. But it's kind of a fun idea that I think this is something they could have used. Like, what if everybody in Eorzea in the future just has, like, little golden fish that they, like, Mm. wear on their hip or something, or that they keep with them, that could just translate different languages from different places, and... I don't, I don't know that they'll do that since, you know, for a long time we've just kind of settled into our common or iterations of it. But it's kind of a fun thing or even like a fun little detail that if you're a role player, you could kind of use if you still have like distinctive languages for different regions and stuff oh, that you like to I didn't have canon. Think of that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's nifty. <clears throat> yeah, there's some real uh, murder board uh, activity with this thing too. Like, I remember when I was looking it up, there's like, there's a forum post just talking about, okay, so... In German, when you're talking to it, it says something about seven wedges. And it's like, hey, the House of Crooked Coin, it's called Nama's Wedge. Does this have anything to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. I followed it for a little while, and I couldn't follow all the red strings. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It's very cool that someone was looking into it. Yeah, like possible connections or things. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more in here, but I just saw that and went, I don't know that I have time for this iceberg. 
Put that tinfoil hat on. Embrace it. Go wild. <laughs> Shirk all your other responsibilities. <laughs> oh my god. You just made my anxiety spike saying this phrase. Become ungovernable. Yeah. Ooh. All right. <clears throat> so that's all I have uh, on the on the babblefish, but oh. I just tripped over that and was like, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this here? Um, my next little tidbit, it's not a big one, but I uh, mm -hmm. was reminded that Aaronville is a Taken name from a Vera who's left home. Like, mm -hmm. when I think of that, I think of the ladies. They left home. They picked names. For some reason, yeah. it didn't also snap in my head that the dudes would do that, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it just kind of was interesting to me that that's not his real name. It is actually um, very specifically mentioned in his entry that uh, uh, even though he's become pretty close with some people in Charlian and specifically uh, the students of Baldassian, he, mm -hmm. uh, no one knows his real name. And I'm like, is that significant? Why point that out? So specifically Square Enix and or Oda and or whoever else worked on this entry. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Um, yeah. There is actually a little thing on, on, I think, Reddit, a little discussion on Reddit about uh how his uh his story the story he's in in the the tales from the dawn is mistranslated mm. i'm just gonna open this real quick so that i don't mess yeah. up what it says so the the japanese uh entry says his uh distant hometown kama before he even chose his quotation city name quotation Aaronville. without the quotations it makes it sound like his city name is Aaronville. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So people thought, and actually in the story at first, it said that his his hometown's name was Aaronville. So people were like, oh, God, we have a name of a city in Ivelisse. No, we do not. They just forgot yeah. to put the quotations in. Um, so yeah. apparently um, before he chose his city name, his distant hometown. Yeah, okay. that That's not a full sentence. So I can't tell you what, what the full sentence was. But right. yeah, mm. it has nothing to do with his name that he's chosen. However... Yeah. Uh, in in the real lives where we exist, uh, Aaron, get, get, getting rid of the vil part, uh, has similar meanings across a lot of languages, like uh, Germanics, uh, Arabic languages, and even Japanese. There's a lot of saint and brave and blessed. So mm. apparently he is one or all of those things, maybe. Or the main character of Attack on Titan. Or yes. that. Am That's true also. Yeah. No, right. that could be it. <laughs> I hope he's not because he kind of yeah. he, yeah, he kind of takes a turn. Either. He kind of sucks a little, but like that. also kind of did it for reasons, but also kind of yeah, sucks, you know so. things. Yeah, <laughs> I um, you know that whole note about picking your name from where you're from or something similar to that. Like I absolutely love that for Vieira, and I really I was searching for a while. Like okay, in the lore book, where are all the male Vieira. <laughs> Are there any names that we can take, you know, that are places in Dalmascus? I haven't really done the whole thing, but I would love to know, because we have more listings of characters than ever before because of this thing. I really want to know if we see some of these pop back up. Like Aaronville, I think he just made up. Because honestly, and I'm sure I, I know I'm not the only one who thinks this, it's real weird that he knows Luke Lamott so well, <clears throat> and the leader adopts people as children why would he know her so well yeah 
Yeah. A couple of instances in uh, 14 of this sort of thing already, mm -hmm. in fact. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, right here in my know. next entry, actually. <laughs> right. Hey, it's a good segue. Yeah. I don't want to take away from your revelation, though. No, mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah. There's there's got to be something there, right? Right. And yeah. yeah, I mean, like, whether or not he was directly adopted, whether or not there's some other kind of connection, there's mm. some reason that they would have known each other so extensively throughout their whole, it seems like, childhood. It's like, mm -hmm. um, it's definitely mysterious. I'm kind of with you, Aldino, in that I feel like um, it, it might just be something that he kind of picked at random and maybe mm -hmm. his like genuine name has some other kind of deeper meaning or something mm -hmm. to it. I don't know. Ooh, that's cool from chat. Aaronville mm -hmm. uh, equaling Blessed City might also be a reference to his hunt for the Golden City sure. when young. Could see Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I love Could this. Could see that. All right. My next entry is Bloida Uilsingwin's entry. Gesundheit. Thank you. Well done on that, honestly. That was, that was well done. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that's Moonbrita's mom. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read her entry really quick. While raising her daughter, Moonbrita, Bloida found herself troubled by the frequent absence of a neighboring couple. They were so deeply engrossed in their research of the occult, interesting note, that their only child was often unattended. The rugged and mother could not bear the sight, and, she, and so she offered to take care of him in their stead. His parents thanked her profusely before departing for parts unknown. They were like, thanks, bye! Fucking rude. And so it was that Bloida and her family welcomed Uriange into their home. Even now, the 54-year-old still thinks of him as a son. Mm. That's so sad. Uh, <laughs> and also explains so much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, poor Uriange. Yeah. <laughs> poor Uriange. No I wonder mean, he was not, like, just socially acclimated at all. His parents yeah. were like, I guess we accidentally did this. Uh, here's some food and a book. See you in a little bit. We gotta go look into the occult. Oh, yeah. some other lady's gonna take care of you? Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I know. And, like, he kind of follows in their footsteps in a way. And, you know, mm. like, his research and the things that he's interested in. But, like, I feel like because of the influence of Moonbrita and Blue Vita, as we've learned here, and that family, we realize that, like, he's probably only, he, he probably only even ends up at the place that he does, where he, like, has connections with people and he's made friends and, like, stuff like this, because he had somebody that took him mm -hmm. in and, like, showed him kind of, like, what a family could be. And, like, even though he took his own journey, I think it puts a lot in context for him, like... Even maybe trying to trying to follow in some way, like his parents did, or to try to be this mysterious oh figure, or mm. like Do you think maybe his parents to... spoke like that. I who knows? I like, who knows? All they all they did was read occult books and study, study the occult. Maybe they just that's how they spoke, and so that's yeah, how he's been very old. You yeah. know? I mean, like maybe he he developed this whole fascination because he was trying to connect with right. a presence in his life that never really was there. And mm -hmm. this was the only way that he could connect with them. Um, it's very fascinating, though. And it does make me wonder. I mean, they departed to parts unknown. Yeah. Is there yeah. ever a chance that we encounter his literal biological parents or that he himself confronts mm -hmm. them? They or, are. Like, they are those two... Um, 
demony guys we meet in uh, the void who <laughs> have decided to hang out and one accidentally yeah. eats the other. That's them. <laughs> That's his parents. That's your headcanon. Yeah. would be so messed up. Parts Unknown. <laughs> them in They're studying the occult. They went to Parts Unknown. They're in the void. Yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. could be in the void. I'd love to see them in Tural just because. That'd be hilarious. Right? I am also a bit curious why researchers have kids if they're unprepared to raise them. Aren't they busy having yeah. research? They don't have time <laughs> for other things. I mean. Having research. Yeah, having <laughs> research. That's, that's uh, my favorite euphemism for it now. He, uh, <laughs> this is inappropriate. He was, yes. uh, they, they were practicing a ritual they found in a cult book. And Urianje <laughs> happened. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Magical it says sex in this rituals. Book that, that the ancients couldn't make a soul. They just didn't figure it out yet. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I believe someone else uh, popped this next one in here. I did. I did. This was this one of mine. I just thought this was interesting because mm-hmm. we were just recently talking about the Crystal Exarch on mm-hmm. the last episode. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> sort of a, a little footnote when we look at additional things that were kind of gleaned about various characters from Lore Book 3 was that mm-hmm. the Crystal Exarch, um, in regards to him merging himself with the tower and then suffering this like crystalline necrosis where his body was turning to crystal and stuff like that. I just figured, maybe everybody else is already in the know about this. I had no idea. Um, I figured that, like, he just still could move a lot of his body because it hadn't taken over yet. And, you know, that he was maybe just, like, a little bit clumsier with, like, the parts of his body that were crystal. But apparently what he was doing the whole time was that, as as the lore book says, he was obliged to suffuse those petrified parts with ether, animating the shards in a golem like manner. So... He was just, like, magically animating himself, <laughs> which I thought was uh, kind of hardcore. Yeah, it's um, dark. <laughs> Puppeteering his own That's body, some yeah. occult research. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and he and Yostolo should talk about, you know, coming over uh, right? disabilities that they kind of caused themselves <laughs> to themselves. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's for an the interesting... For the greater good. Yeah, for the greater good, right? Uh, I don't know. It's just another parallel between the two of them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Nikote hardcore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Super hardcore. I mean, it's very interesting. I, I guess that that could mm-hmm. even be a bit of a premise for folks when it comes to things like... We know that there are like Garlean um, mm-hmm. prosthetics and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But when it comes to like the idea of other like possibilities for sure. like magical prosthesis or stuff like that that might be canonically within the world, um, I mean, it looks like you can do this with various mediums. Now, like mm-hmm. how much energy that takes, how proficient right. of a mage you have to be, if there's other ways around that, or like if there even is some kind of solution for Ishtola where. Mm-hmm. Could she just get fake eyes? Like I, yeah, I. That'd be weird. It might be I weird, mean, um, but she wouldn't be burning her life force yeah. anymore. To, I, I don't know. Get fake eyes. We we oh, have the sage with the newless, right? Those are manipulated by Aether. Mm-hmm. Maybe the arm is similar. Or, you know, his body is similar, and maybe, maybe <laughs> you know, like she could wear some sort of crystal infused, you know, like uh, infused blindfold or something you know oh see through that i don't know it would be cool it could be cool maybe she doesn't have to get a crystal eye though that would be cool too i don't know which one i'd rather 
both would be cool. Shut. I just hope his bladder never got crystallized. Imagine the horror of being unable to use the bathroom without passing gallstones like crystals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be really rough. That'd be Boy, really yikes. terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then um, throwing back to the previous uh, mm. <laughs> one really quick with Mimbrita's mom. Uh, Blovita just doesn't understand what a swinger commune is and labeled it as a cult research. That was from chat as well. <laughs> Thanks, chat. Thanks, chat. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, is this my influence? Did I did I make everybody think that <laughs> this is okay? It is. Keep going. Yeah, um, it's all right. It's okay. We can be a little spicy today. It's fine. So I don't, I don't know okay. if you guys know this. I really uh-huh. like Limsa Liminsa, like a lot. Were you no aware? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, and and also, you know, by extension, uh, her leader. Uh, oh, I mean, come on, she's queen. Yeah, Movib is just so boss. She's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, obviously, I looked up her entry. Uh, actually, this isn't even her entry. This is um, an entry in the book that involves uh, her and uh, Kanisena and Raubon and Hien and mm-hmm. their uh, legendary weapons. So this is actually about her weapons. Ooh. Uh, so she, uh, as some of you probably know, carries two guns, um, Death Penalty and Annihilator, which are some badass names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Koronok is a technique performed with the latter in which she unleashes a shower of ethereal bullets to rain upon those foolish enough to find themselves within range and usher them beyond the veil with a dirge of gunfire. Needless to say, it proves her a master of firearms and ethereal manipulation both. This is kind of, um, kind of like... Gunbreaker, a smidge mm-hmm. there, a little bit. I can't actually can't recall uh, in the Machinist Quest that they say that those bullets are ethereally charged. They probably are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh, maybe I think because the right? cartridges are. Yeah. yeah the yeah. cartridges are. So I would. Yeah. And yeah. Then it, it releases I, somewhere. Some... I'm, I'm not sure if it was this entry or in my research. They specifically said she is not a machinist. So yeah. that's just her. That's not any like lunchbox or anything. That's just no. her being awesome and cool. Um, the death penalty gun triggered in my head as, uh, the Corsair, my, f- my favorite job from Eleven, uh, Corsair mythic weapon. Uh, Annihilator is actually also a ranger mythic weapon from Eleven. So both of these exist in other capacities in Final Fantasy, maybe even beyond, um, Eleven. Oftentimes they oh, yeah. will reuse their, their <laughs> special weapon names. Yeah. Vincent but- has death penalty. Mm. Ah, there you go. Yeah. But uh, the Annihilator weapon in 11 also has the skill of Koronok. So that is just like a, a thing that will probably always <laughs> be. Uh, but a Koronok is a funeral song. So that's kind of cool, too. All of, mm. my, all of my gun stuff is about super murders, but like in a fabulous way. <laughs> like that, in a cool way. Yeah, in a super cool way. Anyway, um... I, I hope at some point that, that these guns tie back to the uh, Musketeers Guild. I yeah. really want to see something oh, happen please. with that, that guild. Machinist is cool. Please. You guys are awesome and all. But, but, but. Yeah. That Musketeers, Musketeers Guild has been there yeah, from day one. And I want to see them do something with it. Yeah, it's it's kind of Specifically it's kind of Corsair. Death penalty. Yeah. It's right there. It's right there. It's kind of sad that her two weapons are from two jobs from Eleven that we will never get. I'm going to say that out loud. Oh, Please don't, why would you ask? Like, why would you curse Denitra like why that? Why would you do this? I want Ranger so badly. 
<laughs> so badly. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> we Maybe. need a range physical next expansion, probably. So That's true. Could be Keep something. <laughs> what if next expansion they do a bard rework they take out a lot of the other stuff they put ranger in as a full-fledged thing look i'm just saying it could be could. it could be maybe <laughs> maybe i uh <laughs> i've been recently trying to reteach myself bard mm. i'd be okay with that <laughs> <laughs> no i i love like the details in this you know whether or not we get corsair or ranger ever in the future yeah, yeah. i love the details of this I'm so grateful that the lore books exist because we get this information, right? And we mm -hmm. can actually like build our understanding of the world around it. We can have, you know, stuff that they don't always have the time in the story to to talk about. And we can learn about it. And you can see the level of detail that they put into all of these characters and the world and everything else. And then there's another part of me that's like, man, I want a whole like side quest, additional jot where we learn all this mm -hmm. stuff and we get to like see it all in action. And there's all these cool revelations about so many different things. Um, and we did get a little bit with some of the interim patch content stuff where we got to do a little bit more with her and her mm -hmm. weapons and her history and stuff like that. But um, man, she's been there since the beginning, just total OG Bamf, just like, <laughs> she's just so cool. I would watch a whole spinoff show just about Merle Veeb, like honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's the reason that I was like, uh, is there any other company other than the Maelstrom? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. Pirates are cool. Moving on. Uh, this I'm going to skip my next one for the, the next next one because I mm -hmm. wasn't sure if we knew this or not. So chat and you guys, please correct me. Uh, this guy, Lawrence. Who we know, he's he's the leader of the Company of Heroes. He's a badass. He's a cool guy. Um, the he's he's mentioned in his entry as having the the last name Blufferfin, which is the same as Merlvip. Um, so I didn't recall in the story that they were like, by the way, we're like kind of siblings. But at the back of my head, I'm kind of like, I bet they mentioned that and I just missed it. I think they mentioned that he was part of the crew. Okay, right? and I think that it may have been kind of interesting that they they were you know like close, but I I don't know if they used the term brother, but yeah. I don't know I don't remember because that right. was like five four in the middle of nothing right. That was the part was you like, didn't yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, that was the part that I was like, eh, okay, uh, no. I mean, okay, so five three right. Apparently, I mean, it was mentioned yeah. in a short story, but only recently, yes, so not okay. necessarily oh, in the questline. Oh, interesting. Right. Okay, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so, I was yeah. gonna say I don't remember them like really explicitly saying no. this, but in the story itself, but yeah, because it was mentioned that he was at least another like he was raised or he was taken by the captain because mm -hmm. that's why he had a claim for this duel, right? Oh uh, yeah, that was the only yeah, thing yeah. that that was said. Like, yeah, he's part of the crew as well. I don't believe that they went into it until that story, like uh, Chat was saying. Yes, yeah, so straight up, given last name, um, mm -hmm. adopted sort of brother. So what you're saying is people should stop shipping them. Oh yeah, yeah, well, probably. What they're he's an adopted no. brother. No. I mean, mm -mm. I mean, then Thancred could be with no one else whose waters, which I think uh, that's different. Well, but that's also that's like different. the bastards. That's yeah, like, it's like a gravestone. I, listen, yeah. technically you could do it, and anime would say you should <laughs> do fine. it. But yeah, anime's like no problem. 
But there are some concerns. Yeah. There are some concerns, you know? Some concerns. If you view people in a brotherly, like if you grew up with someone and yeah. for all intents and purposes, you have brother and sister, like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's the League of Lost Bastards. So that last name is just a bastard last name anyway. No. Yes, no, it <laughs> isn't. <laughs> the real uh, crime here is that clearly Merle Feeb is a lesbian, everyone. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> the thing too. So like, I don't know what like, to no say. Chance. Yeah, like he's got no chance either way in any reality, <laughs> anime rules or not. So like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hardcore disagree with you. I feel oh, like wow. she would not limit herself. She's got two guns. Sure. Okay. That's true. She's got right. two guns, two hands. She's got two guns, and two hands, a lot of love to give. Two tastes, mm -hmm. two who knows? Two You know, that's all. true. Mm -hmm. she, yeah. You're right. Maybe that's just a maybe that's just speaking to her rampant bisexual or pansexuality. Mm -hmm. sure. It's possible. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I'm glad we agree. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the next one I picked out was Allegoria, which is the name of the weapon that Vinat makes her sword. Well, her kind of sword. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read the entry. A weapon of Vinat's own making. Is it Vinat? 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 I don't think that you don't think you see the T. Whatever. A weapon of Heidelin's own making. The concept for this versatile armament was never registered at the Bureau of the Architect, which is kind of cool. Uh, Allegoria was described not as a single weapon, but several somehow merged into a vessel which could change form in accordance with the wielder's needs in battle, which, frankly, we saw. No surprise there. Mm -hmm. uh, why they chose not to divulge the secret of its creation is unclear, but perhaps she feared they might fall into the wrong hands at the wrong time. Absolutely. She was aware of what the heck was going on. She didn't want anybody to know how to make this very special weapon that she was going to sunder the world with. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that she was like, ah, so I made this thing, but nobody else can have it because mm -mm. it's really important for later. Bye. Yeah, I, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, she did know and she was privy to stuff, right? So like, there's gotta mm -hmm. be, again, reasons why she decided to keep this specifically the way she did, but how she accomplished it is, is fascinating because you wouldn't think that this would be something that for a, a world that can literally just like make creatures like make mm -hmm. entire things um create these elaborate concepts you wouldn't think that something that's like a weapon that can change shapes would be that wild of a thing mm -hmm. right but like the fact that she talks about like in this in this lore entry we hear something about them being merged into a vessel which then would yeah. like respond to the wielder's needs in battle mm -hmm. and all this other stuff I don't know, but I'm so curious, like, was this some kind of sentient thing? Was it some part of herself that she formed in a different way? Like, you know, kind of like how um, we know that, like, parts of the soul can be snipped off. Like, was that something yeah. that she, like, did something like that to herself? Was it? No idea. Um, but it's interesting that it was unique and that it wasn't something that was just common in the time of the ancients. Yeah, you know, I, I have something later on, but this kind of dovetails with it so Ooh. she made this it was in a I mean, vessel you can, you can hop forward if you want no reason to... <laughs> yeah i mean i just don't need to go down there to see it but it's okay so <laughs> they vina and her conspire uh con conspiracy they took academia anita uh, anita as their headquarters right mm. now that i don't think that that was directly told to us but we went there to look for things and blah blah, blah. that's the one with quetzcoatl at the end right mm-hmm who is a guardian force. Now, what is a guardian force? A guardian force is kind of the first primal summoning that the ancients dabbled in, 
because mm-hmm. at the end of days, they felt, okay, well, we can't fight these things one-on-one because we're going to go crazy and summon more of them. So we need something. We need some sort of, you know, weapon that can think on their own. So they started summoning guardian forces. And the guardian force is an ancient, their entire power of their soul turned into this primal guardian force, whatever. But I didn't think about this with this weapon because I, I didn't see this entry. But maybe that's the basis of it. Maybe her weapon is a guardian force that can change. That's interesting. Right. Who, who, who was like, yeah, but not yeah, you turn right. me into a weapon, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it also is mentioned in the guardian force entry that this is the precursor to how they summon Zodiac and mm. Hylan, right? Learning how to transform a soul into, into some sort of concept that now can use the power of that soul. It's really, really interesting. And mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't think about it until this, and I'm like, well, maybe that's what it was. Hmm, hmm. Or something similar. Yeah. And Related. to answer the question, because I mm-hmm. see uh, a question in chat, um, isn't Guardian Force a reference to their true forms? And I think this lore book actually delineated mm-hmm. that it's not, right? Like, yeah, it was not. a specific type of summoning yep. that consumed the soul of an ancient. Completely, and, yeah. And then gave rise to them, which... Until this book, we didn't know. I, I yeah, think many no of I was using interchangeably yeah. Guardian Force as a terminology it up for a number of times to be like, hey, what, self. Are, what are these actually guys doing over here? So it's cool that it's in there finally. Yeah, so it seems like maybe the true self and things like that too was was a form, yes, that like ancients could take or the extremely like, you know, magically adept could take um, without having to like completely consume their entire being but that also you could use um something like this and uh this ended up i mean i guess we're kind of touching on it as it is now but mm-hmm. this ended up being um like you noted al do you know uh the inspiration for the, the literal summoning of zodiac and yeah. heidelin um yeah so mega guardian forces <laughs> mega guardian force so yeah the entry for just Ka- put your Kaskodal whole little, little boy soul in there no big deal <laughs> says that it's a powerful concept on par with the primal it required the summoner to channel the aether that comprised their very soul in order to be manifested it should be noted that this principle formed the basis of the ritual used to call forth zodiac himself so yeah and it it doesn't say that it's permanent but it, it could be a transformation like shiva um, not entirely sure. I'm sorry to close the book like that, but it's a good book. So. <laughs> it's really dramatic. I liked it. It was good. <laughs> so, yeah. Ancients are weird. How do they do yeah. the things they do? We don't know, but everybody else did because they wrote it down <laughs> and, and put it in an archive, except for this sword. <clears throat> yeah, it could also be, too. This is mm-hmm. If it's a concept, right? Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of good questions off of that. Like you said, Al, do you know, could mm-hmm. they revert afterwards? Was it something, I mean, at least with Hydaelyn and Zodiac, it doesn't seem like I it? Think, yeah. I think in our previous discussion of this, we either guessed or had some sort of evidence that once they changed, they couldn't change back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, maybe... The reason to do that would be that if you had a concept like that, you wanted to achieve some kind of very specific power, goal, manifestation versus something like a true form, which is a true reflection of your inner being. You know, if if you <laughs> if you were a water type Pokemon and you were fighting a water type Pokemon, you wouldn't want like it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things where like 
maybe there were specific reasons that you would choose to, you know, power right. something like this in that kind of way. Um, and yeah, whether or not you could turn back, I don't know. Yeah, to get into the reason more, because we weren't, maybe we were told this, but it wasn't really signposted. Academia Anita, the reason that it's that it's there and we go there is because that's where they took the first final day's Terminus Beast to research it. So they took it down there and they were like, uh, yeah, we can't fight this thing. So we need ever stronger familiars to fight in our stead. Um, if the beasts respond by our fear, then it seems best to avoid direct confrontation. Their experiments culminated in a revolutionary technique wherein a practitioner could expend, expend the vast um, aether contained in their own soul to summon forth a powerful entity, a art which became a, the precursor to modern primal summoning. Interesting. It says expend. Expend is used. Yeah. Which uh, yeah, yeah would seem to indicate that you would lose your own yeah. innate self, right? Um, yeah, to become to that concept. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You huh. could have to expend a whole lot of souls for Zodiac and then yep, and they were, we're trying to get them back through a different method, so yeah. yeah. That seems pretty final. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's an interesting point though, Zen. Because at least the Asians believed there was a way to get the souls back out again at the end, right? Because that was like the promise that they made. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and then one day when things are fixed again, we'll bring everybody back to life. Yeah. Whether we'll or not that was yeah, yeah, like whether or not that was real, whether or not there was a true viable way that mm -hmm. they had for that, uh, who knows, but... I mean, hmm. once they're released back into the live stream, I guess they could just come back because those souls are just stuck in Zodiac, presumably, right? They've they've been expent, and then maybe they would be released. <laughs> I mean, Elidibus released himself <laughs> from Zodiac. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Not me Big over questions. here thinking of the the scene where uh, Emmett Selk learns that Ithlidius is going to go to the the sacrifice. Yes. Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Moving sorry. on. Sorry. Move on. Move on. Mm -hmm. Move on. Okay. Uh, I think this is my last one. Mm. Lion Rim Helsus, which is Grandpa Grandpa Garlemald's in Boja. Mm -hmm. It's Grandpa Garlemald's in Boja. <laughs> <laughs> so um this is kind of a long entry so i'm just gonna sum it up a little bit as we know he was friends with the elder gabranth bosh um i guess we already knew that his name was bosh but when i was reading this i was going bosh that's a reference whoa <laughs> uh, bosh von ronsenberg bosh i'm bosh <laughs> i'm not gonna do i'm bosh <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, by proxy, he, he met his son from a very young age. Mm -hmm. So, um, let's see. De -de -de -de. Regardless of what bonds they may have shared, it would not stay Lion's Hand after blame for their defeat in Boja was laid at his feet. After escaping from prison, he tracked down Gabranth and murdered him in the dead of night, setting his room ablaze before fleeing with an unnamed accomplice. He freaking killed a child that he knew since, like, birth. Mm -hmm. Rough. That guy, okay, so that's not a good grandpa. I I, no. I take it back. He's no longer Grandpa Garlemald. He is, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> that's a bad that's a bad grandpa. There's a movie about him. <laughs> that's a bad grandpa. That whole movie is literally about him. If you want more lore, go watch it. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, he, he disappeared into the night, but uh, I just, I was struck by the fact that 
this guy having having raised two itty bitty cute cutie patootie kittens into big bad murder machines and also having helped to raise this general was just like well you screwed me i'm gonna kill you now mm-hmm. he didn't yeah. he didn't come across to me that way in the game so it's like why why did this mm-hmm. happen Granted, a lot of the end of the Boja wrap-up yeah. was very not satisfying. Yeah. Um, and for those who might not remember, Lion is the Beastmaster. Yes, Beastmaster. That's yeah. like a part of the um, Garlean regime that you're like fighting against mm-hmm. in um, the Boja and Zadnor content. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah like hair. we, yeah, with the yeah. hair. Like, we learn after the fact from the notes uh, a little yeah. bit about how some of this all unfolded, but the lore book has given us more about this. And, yeah, like, the fact that um, he he was, like, very much involved with his family and was very mm. close. And Gabranth, who we meet and, you know, also fight against, who is kind of, uh, you know, leading the Garlean, the unique Garlean forces that are in this region. Mm-hmm. Um, for all this relationship that he had with his family and Gabranth, yeah, being a descendant of Bosch, like he, yeah, just betrayed them and killed him and left. Uh, so. Murdered and then fire. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I made yeah, a little note. That's burning a bridge. Like, go ahead, Aldino. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just—I I wasn't really going to say anything other than I did not read the Boja part because I didn't want it to be true that the notes were the end of it. But it seems that way. At I least to one historians. Right. Yeah, at least to one historian, it seems <laughs> like this has been confirmed. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of potential here. They could mm-hmm. still do a lot with this. Yeah, um, I myself had just recently come across the fact, uh, you know, we mentioned on a recent podcast that the entire continent of Ilsebard is like as large, if not larger, than most of mm-hmm. the other major continents that we have. And yet, it's all clouded in clouds, and that one little piece of Garlemald is really all that we have, and the, the, the little bit of Verleet that we see, right? Mm-hmm. But um, Boshk, canonically, in Final Fantasy XIV, I came across this while I was doing some character research recently, um, is actually from another confirmed nation that we know existed and exists still within Ilsebard, um, one called Landis, which was the homeland of Boshk von uh, Gabranth and his son Noah von Gabranth. Um, and uh, Bashk was a knight of this independent republic in Ilsebard, um, who chose to bend the knee to the empire rather than face an honorable death. Um, so, th- and supposedly this nation is like flourishing or has been fine under Garlean mm-hmm. rule. So there's still a lot of, there's a lot of places in Ilsebard that I think sometimes we have to remember exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't mention them like ever, except in stuff like this. Yeah. Um, but there's whole nations, there's whole areas there, there's entire populations outside of just what we considered to be, mm-hmm. like, the Garlean Empire, right? Like, they were their own countries and nations and republics um, that existed there. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Another note from chat. Uh, apparently, Gabran's body was unable to be identified. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a cliche when you, you want to disappear, you murder somebody and then burn the body so it's unidentifiable mm-hmm. so maybe he didn't do all that maybe they escaped yep. to somewhere together to go live a happy grandpa life yeah or they're or maybe he's back. a bastard i don't know one yeah. of those yeah, yeah. Maybe they come back. Clouds go away he's gonna come back <laughs> trying to reform the garlean empire who knows <laughs> <laughs> uh. they're doing that already it's not yeah it's not bad it's fine yeah 
Ah, uh, and uh, that that ends my bunch of stuff. Yeah. Who we got? I have? so I had made some I had made some notes next because some of the things that we also got aside from just like the NPCs and things mm -hmm. um, was also some lore about races that we hadn't had detailed um, as clearly. Uh, particularly for Hrothgar and Viera, since obviously they were introduced, you know, uh, later on and kind of encompass what these lore books fall into. So I just made a few quick notes about some things that I've seen the community talking about or that role players have been interested in as well, um, which is that Hrothgar, so we knew already that they form communities around their queens um, and that the delineation between the sort of like, they don't have clans. Um, it's just that you're either Hellions who are devoted to a queen or lost who are unbound to any monarch. So it's not like there are like specific clans outside of that. It just has to do directly with that relationship, whether or not you're like in a group with a queen or not. Um, and Hellions take a surname derived from the name of the group's ruling queen. So they preface her name with an A. So like if you are a Hellion and you're in service to Queen Mira was one of the examples that they gave, your surname would be Amira. So almost like I am such and such of Queen Mira, Amira. Mm -hmm. um, and that lost uh, reflect the loss of a monarch in their surnames. Uh, and they add the suffix sh, so like S-C-H, which means lost to their former queen's name. So the example they provided with that is uh, Queen Branca, she died. So the lost that were a part of her group um, when she died are now known as Brancash. So like... Mm -hmm you know, such and such of the lost queen or the, the lost, you know, name of the queen. Um, and uh, kind of interestingly that uh, noted that Hrothgar did speak their own unique language um, and had their own unique language. Uh, but apparently assimilation into the empire meant that they were educated in Garlean and the common tongue. Um, and few still actually live that speak their original language. Um, most of the elders that perpetrated it died in the war or the ensuing chaos, um, and the younger generations uh, lost a lot of connection to their culture and heritage and language um, and what happened. So I just I thought some of that was interesting with Hrothgar because we mm -hmm. knew some of it a little bit, but not in as much detail. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and then with Viera... We had some additional lore about uh, Rava and Vina. So with Rava, we knew some of the naming conventions from the forms and stuff. They had mm -hmm. written them out um, and talked a bit about some of the Scandinavian or um, even kind of Norse adjacent influences um, mm -hmm. with their naming conventions. But there were a few little additions that I thought were interesting. Um, with Rava, they talk about uh, females taking the name of their village as their surname. So earlier when we were talking about lore and or mm -hmm. like naming conventions relating to village names, um, that's kind of what that reference was. But they elaborated that males uh, in Rava, so the uh, Vera that live in the Golmore jungle, um, take one of 12 fixed mm -hmm. combinations of realm and element. And yeah. apparently this custom arose from the belief that a balance between all 12 aspects found by pairing each of the six elements with both celestial and worldly realms must be maintained to ensure that harmony is preserved in the jungle. And I don't know if either of you know, I don't, I'm not actually sure what exactly they're referring to with the, like in regards to the 12 aspects. I mean, are they just talking yeah. about the elemental wheel? Are they talking mm -hmm. about, or like the celestial and worldly aspects? Are they? Yeah, <laughs> they're talking about the elemental wheel because I have up uh, the original forum posts. So male Rava names mm -hmm. are like worldly ice, heavenly ice, worldly water, mm -hmm. heavenly water. 
So I cannot pronounce this, but R-E-H-W is worldly. Uh, and then dash, N-O-N-G, or Nong. Yeah, Ru Nong is worldly ice. Jit, D-J-T, Nong is heavenly ice. Ru Maruk is worldly water, and it's the same. So it's like cliff. So yeah, there's frost, moon, spring, star, treetop, tempest, arrow, thunderstrike. So yeah, like heavenly lightning versus worldly lightning being an arrow. It's really cool. The only reason that I knew that is because I, I made a Viera and I was a male one and I was like, I'm going to follow these. Wow. What the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah. Like some of the additional stuff they talked about with the idea yeah. of maintaining this balance within yeah, the jungle. Yeah, didn't mention that. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, you know, apparently this this tidbit has been there for Rava with like the naming specifically, but mm -hmm. there is more about that where they talk a little yeah. bit about like the the ways in which they feel that they have to maintain all of this balance mm. within the jungle and its systems and um what those kind of duties feel like. So that was something that to me just kind of stood out, um, yeah. as well as some of the stuff they added for Vina. So they talked a little bit about um Vina and like their diets. So they were really, saying really quick. Do yeah. we know mm -hmm. if the uh, the sky or the ground is astral or umbral? Do we know which ones those relate to? I it doesn't sound like know. it from what you said. Um, you'd think yeah. that umbral might be earth and astral might be sky. But also, if you think about it in terms of the things that move and the things that stay still, the sky mm -hmm. moves, the ground stays still, question right. mark. And it so it would could flip be, it. just like we found out in Shadowbringers, that astral and umbral were wrong in our recollection yeah. mm. they could be wrong in theirs as well mm, or they that's could be true. right <laughs> they could true. have been right this whole time it's oh true. my god the bunnies knew the whole time <laughs> since they're closer to the earth whatever <laughs> i don't know they since they commune with the jungle yeah <laughs> who knows no, it's very, it's very interesting um, and definitely something to think about with Rava in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and then with Vina, they talked a little bit about their diets. So they mentioned that the Vina supposedly have developed a unique style of cuisine that incorporate wild grasses, berries, and even mosses. Um, and I think they also had a little thing in there about how like they do eat meat and goat and stuff like that. But depending on like where they fall within the mountain range, like the higher up you go, um, the sparser things like meat sources are. Um, so they have this like wide ranging um, and kind of unique diet. And then they also made a mention about how the Vina are supposedly known to carry precious gemstones uh, found within the mountains as spiritual talismans. And according to uh, traditional beliefs, such jewels are fragments of ancestral souls that have become one with the mountains. Um, mm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I couldn't remember. Maybe they have mentioned it elsewhere, but I couldn't remember a time that they had like specifically talked about that. And particularly with the Vina, mm. I feel like we have not had as much about their customs and things like that, except for just... A little bit about, you know, how they kind of turned back Garlemald. Yeah. I didn't know any of this stuff. Like, I didn't even know it was available. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've like, also made a bunny character and was like, I don't have any idea what to name them. Moving I just, on. I just remember when they updated it. Because the original post was female only back in, what, 2019. Mm. And then they said, you know, there was an update in 2022 to add the male names. And uh, that's when I saw it and I was like, oh, OK, so there's but it didn't go into detail about why they do this. They just kind of listed worldly ice, heavenly ice, oh. worldly water, blah, blah, blah. I was like, OK, cool. I, that makes sense. Got to know the why. Um, and <laughs> one of the things that they put in here is that uh, should any one of these be unaccounted for, 
in their community, they will rename a member with one of these worldly ice, heavenly ice to keep that balance. Mm. So it's not like, just have a new kid. Yeah. Rename you, a person rename. entirely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, balance being such a huge thing mm -hmm. for the Rava is um, very, like, a big part, it seems like, of their culture and stuff. So something definitely right. to, like, work in. Um, and this idea of, like, the ancestral connection and other stuff with the Vina. Um, lots of lots of cool stuff in these. And, the, like, there's mm -hmm. full pages about them in the lore book yeah. as well. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that there are, like, Vera roleplay groups that have taken this and already, oh, like, yeah. transcribed it all and all kinds of stuff for those who are curious. Um, but definitely some new and interesting things for both of them, um, mm -hmm. which I thought was cool. Uh, did either of you have any more thoughts on either of those? No, I think that was that was it. Because like glad... I said, this forum post was all about names yeah. and very little. I'm glad bit they've finally given us this information. It, it just reminds me of when they were like, "Here's the lizard people." By the way, they're not lizards. You don't know anything yeah. else about them. Teehee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the debates that rage in the community yeah. about like. They're dragons. They said they aren't dragons. They're lizards. They're not lizards. They're like, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm glad that they've done this. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's a little, maybe a little bit after the fact a bit in a sense. Um, but because it took a little longer with this lore book. But mm -hmm. um, yeah. it's good to have that information. And honestly, I would love if they integrated more of it into like home regions for these different races. Or even if someday yeah. we got like racial side quests that you could do mm -hmm. where you could go to like different regions and and like more in the game immersively kind of learn like you do in some areas but um usually only if it's like pertinent to the story you know yeah. like fine um yeah it's a it's a little sad that they didn't learn from the previous like not really debacle but like the community was very almost up in arms about Tell us more about this new race that you've given us. Like, mm -hmm. why would I want to play this other than they're super cute? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was, I'm, a, I'm a little surprised it took them this long to, to supply more information, but also yeah. not. It's interesting to me because I hadn't thought about, um, like, a race racial quest. But this is something that WoW eventually got right in that there are heritage quests and her heritage armors. And I was thinking, why not get another version of level one gear oh yes oh yes like, i mean in 11 we called it rse or race specific equipment like mm -hmm. we don't have to call it that here you know it'd be great because there's not more but we need more yeah. they should cool. they should add like a level 80 90 quest mm -hmm. uh where you go around and you learn about the other races and you get their <laughs> rse yeah. Right. Like, you as much just... as it's cool to have like the yeah. individual gear, there are pieces of the gear from other people's yeah. RSE where I'm like, man, I want that Ellison shirt. Why? You know what? <laughs> you know what? And that 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 starter gear, at least for most of the races that aren't new, is the oldest gear in this game. Like, it is. Imagine what it's gonna look like in the update, but then imagine if they gave us another version of it that was double dyeable, and you know what I mean, like. That'd be really cool. Please do that. Yes, please. That would be amazing. Yeah, like have it like build out in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like have like cool things. I know um, in Guild Wars 2, they have sets like that as well. And there's like even different right. tiers of them. So you yeah. can have like like the base tier, the middle tier, or like the elaborate tier where there's like mm -hmm. three different looks for the different races. Um, yeah, something like a heritage set would be super cool. Yes, with a quest to go along with heritage it to teach you about this stuff. It'd be great. Yes. 
And then you could unlock in our new, like, the, the lore book thing that we have. Mm -hmm. You could oh, unlock yeah, basically, yeah, 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 the Unending Codex. You could, yeah, like, yeah. basically unlock the entry from the lore book in the Unending Codex to have it in game. To have, oh, like, yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be super cool. Because they, mm -hmm. they have a lot, a lot of information just like sprinkled in all of the history stuff, especially mm -hmm. in the uh, the first lore book. There's, mm -hmm. there's yeah. a bunch of little things about how far the Makote migrated and crap like that. So mm -hmm. it's not like the information's not there. And it would be nice, uh, especially for people who can't get their hands on a lore book, to have that information somewhere like in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And also give us cute gear at the same time. Yay! And please give us more glamour. Thank you! <laughs> Uh, so next up, um, these were all just kind of races from the source because they added, you know, a bunch. Uh, I didn't jot down anything about the Loperitz or stuff like that, um, mm -hmm. but there were some from the Arcasodra entries that I thought were really interesting. Um, and the, the most interesting points that I picked out was the fact that... Um, so Arcasodra, as we know, are obviously very skilled alchemists, and um, they have really established that. They're also native to Thavnair uh, as a group, a culture, and a race. Um, and uh, they talked about the fact that Matanga, so Matanga being the type of elephantine um, anthropomorphic people that they are, right? Mm -hmm. um, of which we have the Gajasura and the Arcasodra. Uh, but M Matanga, in general, supposedly um, their vocal cords are ill-suited to the common tongue. But certain alchemical tonics ingested from a young age expand the vocal range. Mm. So baby elephants, they just give them juice that makes them talk good. <laughs> this is a little bit sad to me. Like, <laughs> I guess it's good so they can speak common, which has become common yeah. where they are. But like, it's sad too that they gotta like modify their bodies. Yeah. Just yeah. get a little babble fish, leave them alone. Yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, cool. a babblefish would be great. They should get those. Um, I mean, I guess maybe it speaks to their ingenuity that perhaps mm -hmm. they realized as they started to come into contact with other races and they came up with something that would, like, allow them to do mm -hmm. this, to be able to communicate more freely within a, a commonly vocalized range. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's it was fascinating. I, I did not yeah. realize that that was a thing. Um yeah. And on that topic, they did have their own local language in Thavnair, um, and Arcasodra names are all drawn from it. Um, many of the sites and things are also named using mm -hmm. that original language. Um, but of course, as with pretty much everywhere in the world of Eorzea, at least canonically, um, mm -hmm. many have adopted common instead. Oh, man. Uh, I... I often, when I say the names in that area, will just squish them around for fun. Like uh, Yilimad, I think, is the name of the mm -hmm. <laughs> the the dock area. Knowing that that is actually an Arcasodora like word, yeah. How do you think that's even said? Like Yilimad. I mean, we can. If we they can can't, if they if they don't that. have a lot of like range in their vocal cords. Uh, yeah. like, oh, true. Like yeah. it's said like in the back of the nose, like almost <laughs> monotone. Like I want to, I want to well, know how that sounds. But I mean, you could yeah. also probably add in a bunch of elephantine ah! vocalizations. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, it's like weird nose yodeling when you say their words. I love that. It's, uh, it... oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna torture so many people saying the words dumb now. I mean, and that's that's fine. You know, we were talking about the the tonic that they use. How many bards are trying knocking down their door to get that? 
Oh, right? you understands your vocal range? Come on. Excuse me. Oh, man. I would have taken that. You kidding me? My dreams of singing the uh, Queen of the Night's aria would finally come true. My little uh, mezzo-soprano butt over here. Never but, from a, but from a young age, though. Yeah, so, so you like, would just that's have a to long, do it for years. a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I suddenly well, have the inspiration for a character right? who had a, like, show business mom that forced them to drink. Yeah. Uh... You're the no, best no. bard in, in history. I hate singing. My mom made me do it. Oh, Aww. man. Um, interesting, though. Interesting, yeah. though. Um, and something else that was interesting about Orchestra, uh, supposedly they have a heightened sense of smell, which is said to be five times more acute than that of a hearer, and it enables them to identify the ingredients of an alchemical compound by scent alone. So even though they lack some dexterity and nimbleness in their, their hands and their digits, um, which uh, can sometimes be a bit of a hindrance when it comes to alchemy, um, they're able to identify things that that most other races with smaller, more delicate hands um, can't even with their scent. Mm -hmm. And that's also part of what makes them such great cooks. And that's why a lot of uh, Arcosodra also uh, decide to go into things like becoming a chef, which I thought mm -hmm. was cool. And now I want curry. And, oh, man, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did this to you. <sighs> yeah. I think next is getting into races of the first, and this is one that that I found. It's before you know the humans and elves and humans and elves and things like that. But I don't know that I know that I didn't know this. But it, did anyone else know why the Amaro can speak? Apparently, they were bioengineered by the Ronkin Empire long ago. Okay. The Amaro, yeah, the Amaro were literally rolling around in Ronka talking to everyone. <laughs> They were, they were, it literally says that they were created with a magically enhanced breeding program to make speaking I don't know how I feel about that. horse bird. Okay. But that's why now it's at random because after the empire fell, which I'm sure we will go into, I, there's a <laughs> lot of stuff on the first in here. Thank you, Rook. I was like, I could put everything that I saw in there or I could, I could just, I could just hope that someone else puts the stuff in there too. So I can't. I got you. I got uh, you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to put like three pages in here. Um, but yeah, once oh the Empire God. fell, they didn't know how to do it. Nobody knew how to do it anymore, but some Amaro just still awaken at random. So Seto did. Mm -hmm. uh, so I Local thought that that voice. was like, what? They were created? Who Did they tell us that? I don't think they did, right? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. We no. thought, I thought that they were like Fae or something, right? Because yes. where they are. They were lumped in with Fae. Mm-hmm. We might have heard something about like a myth relating yeah. to them or something like that, but I don't think that it was like, yeah, Ronka did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I, I thought that was really interesting too. And I was glad that you, you had like mm -hmm. pulled that out because um, I had no idea. And Ronka is such a huge question mark. Yes. I mean, it's such a, it's like such a huge thing, uh, such a big presence in that zone, but it's yeah. like history predates so much of the other stuff on the first um that like it's lasting impact or the crossover and everything else mm -hmm. with it is something that's such a big enigma um actually now that i think about it mm -hmm. the okay the ancient mage that was the leader yeah. of ronka do mm -hmm. we know what race she was did they tell us i want to say lala but i don't recall for sure yeah i don't i don't know 
You know who I'm talking about? I feel you like yeah, I feel like exactly, I she know. featured in the quest for uh, the meat, but I, I could be thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah, uh, she did her. because Lamit was looking for Ronk and healing magic. Yeah. Yes, I, we. I think she might have been Lala. No, that Ronk doesn't make sense for them, witch. does it? Was she witch? Witch ruler? <laughs> C14. Yeah. Let me have to see. I'm just gonna pull this up. Let's see. Let's look in um. Look at look in the oh, The mage well. in the MSQ with the tomb was a V. A V. A V. She was a V. It does make sense for Ranka, I guess. Well, it does, but what's interesting, and we'll get into this because uh, I made some notes about races on the first, but I didn't realize that Ranka was actually started by Hrothgar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had no idea. There's and so while, much like, about the first in this book. It is so great. <laughs> right? And, like, while the Hrothgar, um, the, the Hrothgar and the V were mm -hmm. very closely involved with Ranka, and then it did also spread because it was a conquering um, empire. Mm -hmm. But, like, while it did also spread to other races as well, um, for a moment I had a brain flash where I was like, oh my gosh, wait, was she a female Hrothgar? And was she, like, the equivalent of, like, sure. the queen? Or... But I, it makes sense, too, that she would also be V because they, they both were so involved. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, the, with the Amaro, it's really interesting. And was there anything more we wanted to talk about with that before we go on to the races of the first? No. Okay. Um... Races of the first, like you said, Aldino, there was so much lore about the first. You had to be thriving. <laughs> I, I just read that entire part, like all the way through. I was like, yeah, I'll flip through. Wait, no, I'm gonna read this whole thing. All right, cool. Now I can flip through. I was initially worried about picking too many like Charlian things, and then I was mm -hmm. like, no, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> this has the first in it. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. Um. Honestly, it's funny because Shadowbringers really was one of the expansions where I was like, this narrative is so well constructed. It's so well told. Mm -hmm. It's so phenomenal. And yet, I feel like we could have had a whole other thing. <laughs> Just actually, like, I feel like it could have been, now knowing what we know from Lorebook 3, we could have had, like, that expansion be twice as long. Shit. Or, like... And, and, and still we would have gotten so much from it because we got so much backstory about the first that is mm -hmm. there in like bits and pieces, but that we didn't know the full picture of. And in some cases, there are a few points where I'm like, oh, that would have been really helpful to know, like yeah. particularly with Ranjit and Yulemore. Um, yes, but we'll get, we'll get there, we'll get there. Oh, but yeah. um, some of the stuff that was just the really basic stuff that they talked about. So with the races of the first, humans and elves, um, they went on to elaborate that elves were actually the most populous race in Norvrant. Um, with Humes also being very populous, but kind of coming in behind them. And that historically, the elves persecuted the Humes that lived under their rulership. Um, until... Out. Yeah, checks out, checks out. Yeah. Until um, a young rebel, Tolthawil... Tolthawil? Uh, That's Tol my best guess. Yeah. That's what I think, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would arise to depose an elven warlord who maltreated the Humes under his rule. And uh, Tolthawil would go on to make an impassioned call for unity between the races. Um, and while they were opposed by the older elven generations that believed, like, no, we should lord over them, uh, the younger generations of elves and humes would band together, and eventually they would win in this kind of struggle and give rise to Lakeland as a unified nation. So you bring this up later, mm -hmm. I'll, you know, and we can talk about it more, too, in the, like, the later yeah, context absolutely. with the elves. Um, but 
Tolta will we literally see in a dungeon, mm -hmm. and um, he was a really important figure. Created the Grand Cosmos, yeah. Mm -hmm. So all those ruins that we see in Lakeland and stuff like that uh, had heritage to this kind of time in this era mm -hmm. and the different things that happened throughout that. Uh, most of the surviving Humes currently alive still on the first were allies of the elves and like a part of this group. Mm -hmm. um, and the naming conventions for Humes and elves uh, on the first have merged as a result of this cultural mingling uh, where their surnames combine ancestral lands with traditional social castes or occupations. Um, so I thought that was kind it's of really interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. How they kind of merged over time. However, we see zero half elves. I'm not gonna let it go. Square. When can well, I have who's one? your favorite character from? Uh, from I mean, one of them is definitely Hilda. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what? Where? Where are they? Where'd they you go? know what? That's actually a really good point. That's actually a really good point on the. We first. know that they're they're right. difficult to yes, conceive. Difficult. Yeah, Absolutely. that's true. So that's maybe not that's impossible, why. clearly, because we've seen them, yeah. but difficult. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's because let's they're like, please don't start asking for like half this, half that. Please don't. Because that's what we ask for now, enough. right? They're like, no more yeah. races. Like, well, these aren't new races. They're... Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hello, please. <laughs> Hybrids. Yeah. Hybrids. Honestly, mm -hmm. I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to say it. The lore book didn't go so far as to say this, but I'm just going to say it. I think that on the first, there have to be a lot more i mean even if there aren't now because of whatever happened with yeah. the, the flood of light and everything mm -hmm. else at the peak of this empire in lakeland like there must have been a much higher yeah. majority of like you know interracial children like there yeah. had to have been because if the whole nation was founded on the idea of yeah like unity between both and equality between humans like humes and elves mm -hmm. um you would really think that like <laughs> yeah. That would create a different cultural context than like an Ishgard, where yeah. that Elizabeth supremacy still stuck around for yeah. a really long time. You know what it is? It's just like Urianje's parents. They didn't they didn't figure out the ritual yet. That's what oh. it was. They, oh. Their occult research didn't get them to the ritual that would have done it. There you go. Interesting. I mean, ah. if the Archisodra can create potions to increase their vocal range so that they can speak, then I think oh that we probably have some. We can have some other potions that would increase fertility. I'm just saying. Taking a visit to Spigyrix in the Crystarium. <laughs> I need a concoction. Thank you. Spigyrix with like three X's. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Someone's going to do that now. You're welcome to it. Just send it to <laughs> me when you're done. <laughs> New oh, menu. New Archie menu. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I can't wait Actually, until, uh, in first edition, Aldi, you know, you take us to Spigurix. <laughs> Look, there's no housing on the first yet. So. Uh, oh, man. Um, so then that takes us to the Mistel. Yeah. There wasn't a whole bunch about the Mistel. Which um, is weird, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because apparently they're all dead? Yeah, apparently they're all dead is the thing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing that's why. Um, apparently they came from the lands that existed beyond Norvrant. So at the very least, that does tell us that there were other races, other people, other nations mm -hmm. beyond just Norvrant. Um, and they're all dead now. And they're all dead. <laughs> they're all dead now. They're all extinct. Um, because, yeah, apparently very, very few survive. And those who do uh, survive on the first... Uh, most of the Mistel or Makote um, that we see uh, were from one clan, one specific clan that migrated to Naboth Arang in search of work and uh, a new life. And mm. because of that, they were spared um, 
spared. They 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 still live. Um, as opposed they lucked to out. Is what yeah, they happened. lucked out. As opposed to all of their um other other folks uh from across the seas who are gone now. So yeah, yeah, interesting with the missile. Um, with the Galgent and Drawn. Uh, so Galgent and Drawn, these are our equivalents of Rugadin and Aura. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vobert, the nation uh, that we see the remnants of uh, within, um, uh, the Ilmig, <laughs> north of uh, Ilmig. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was actually founded by the Galgent and Drawn after a period of initial fighting led to an eventual peace. Um, in the history of the first, Galgent seafarers came from northern waters. I kind of pulled this into this because I thought yeah. it, it worked. Uh, this was another yeah. note that somebody had taken. Um, in the history of the first, Galgent seafarers came from northern waters and then trespassed into Drawn territory. This led to like a big conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually the two sides kind of found a peace. Who made the note about the... I did, yeah. Ah. So, yeah, so... When they got there, they were expanding from Ilmeg, ran into the elves, which controlled basically the entire continent at that point. The elves kind of took over, and this is before, or ju- yeah, just before Tolthuil, because um, the elven empire kind of fell apart because of this fighting. Um, oh. They, Bobert kind of expanded into elven, yeah, expanded into elven territory, and they were winning because, and this was such a cool little like one sentence the galgent wore magic annulling tattoos that helped them fight against the elves who used so much magic i was like Mag- magic tattoos that stop magic where are those <laughs> i want more of that like, please don't use that as a mechanic in our game i am a blue mage <laughs> Yeah, right. Listen, I would love some kind of magic tattoo class. I'm just saying, if they wanted to do like a magic tattoo class where the weapon mm-hmm. was just tattoos that showed up on your body, please and thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's super cool. And yes, everything that's in here will show up in first edition. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, that's so cool. I loved yeah. that note. Um, because, yeah, it goes to show that there are, again, a lot of different types of combat classes. Mm-hmm. Magical traditions, uh, alchemical tradition, yeah. like all kinds of stuff that we don't even, we can't even play. Literally, we were talking earlier about the Musketeers yeah. and like how that guild has been there forever, but you can't play as them. So um, it's very interesting that like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Um, I, that was so cool. I was glad you caught that. Um, they get the, the drama- ink for the tattoos from the Spigurik 666. <laughs> it uh, renders but- all things impotent. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've just, I'm, I'm not even going to get into get into the details of this. Nope, we, we get in the weeds. I'll watch the first edition. Uh, well, maybe we'll go there. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we did learn that the Drawn, so the Aura of Obert, had noble houses, uh, not unlike Ishgard on the source. We knew this a bit from some of the lore and the, the role quests, if you've done them. Um, but they had surnames and families, and those families uh, had power to vote on the appointment of kings. And those kings were drawn from um, the the family of Aldemir, but particularly the branch known as the Black House of Aldemir. So the house that was affiliated with the color black from Aldemir. Um, and that's where they got their li- like lineage of rulers. Um, but they were voted into power from this uh, by the other ruling families. Um, I just think it's so interesting that the Aura, for having such a strong like Mongolian influence on the source, 
that they have like such an entirely different kind of culture. Uh, Actually, on, I was just thinking it, it's not that different because I, the only real difference is that they're voting instead of beating each other up. Well, I mean, all yes, the, all of the clans still have one clan that they go, yeah, you're in charge right now. <laughs> That's true, though. You're right. You're right. That kind of structure. I guess it's more the um, the like architecture and aesthetic and like um, garments. Yeah, those and are that very, kind very of, different. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is really interesting. You're right. There are some similarities. Mm -hmm. um, and in the history of the first, uh, Vobert as a kingdom held out for 15 years following the mm -hmm. Flood of Light. Um, and they fought the light-spawned horrors, plaguing the land, and successfully kept them back, taking greater and greater casualties. Um, and then when their defensive line finally began to falter uh, after that 15th year, uh, a light warden swept in uh, with the next major push from the Sin Eaters. Um, and they knew that they had no chance of holding out. And the king, along with his remaining troops, stood as a final line of defense, sacrificing themselves to buy time for the citizens to flee to Lakeland. Um, mm. And many of many went to even then the Crystal Tower. Um, so uh, that was kind of interesting to me because I... I feel like a lot of the remnants of civilization that we see on the first, you have an idea like, oh yeah, Vobert existed and yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the actual like history and chronology of the events of how those kingdoms fell and what led to their construction and everything else is so ambiguous mm -hmm. um, that this was kind of nice to actually, in my head, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I see. That's where all yeah. that stuff that fell in the lake came from. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Honestly, which though, the, the architecture there mm -hmm. is beautiful, and I think a lot of us oh, yeah. attribute it to the fairies because it is very whimsical, mm -hmm. but the fairies didn't do that shit. No, they just yeah. kind of came in. They just kind of settled They're it. They're like, oh, cool buildings, was... thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they came in, they, you know, add a little touch to some stuff, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, most of leaf leafmen, yeah. <laughs> a few leafmen, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that takes us to the V's and the Ronto. Mm -hmm. um, so that's our Viera and Hrothgar. Um, and like we mentioned earlier, uh, it was brought up that the Ronto actually started the ambitious empire of Ronca through a conquest of expansion. And the Which V's makes and Ronto, if you think it, it does, like right? If you look at the name, <laughs> Ronto, Ronca, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, the V's and Ronso would become major parts of Ronka, although as the empire continued to expand, they would also take and draw in human Kitari. Um, and uh, I didn't include this in my notes, but mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. They ruled within, um, like, not the conversion mentality of Garlemald. Right. So for them, they were like, Yes, you'll join the Empire, and it's great if you have your own religion, and it's great if you have your own culture, because you're part of our thing, too, now. Mm -hmm. And, like, now we've got this big, huge, diverse, sprawling Empire, and we'll empower you to do whatever you want to do, but we do rule you. And, like, that was kind of a thing, um, which was interesting. Uh, but after the Empire fell, eventually it grew more and more unstable, and um, surrounding nations that didn't want to be absorbed in by it started fighting more and more at its borders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the elves were like, nah, bro. A little note from chat. I mentioned uh -huh. jokingly uh, that all of the architecture that fell into the lake was Vobert. It did not fall into the lake. That lake was <laughs> not there. The Fae made the lake. Yeah. Oh, I know so that. So terraforming, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
interesting, interesting. I mean, yeah. why not put a nice lake there on top of that empty it's town? To, yeah, it's to reflect the cool castle with the wing, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, so yeah, then eventually when the Empire fell, the Ronso, uh, some would stay in the forest and some would leave and go to Naboth Arang um, after the fall of the Empire. Uh, like mentioned, the uh, great sorcerers of Ranka wielded a lot of arts that have just been lost. Uh, mm -hmm. Some magic has persisted from their time, um, but others have been lost, such as the modifications that they did on the Amaro, but also necromancy. Mm-hmm which apparently some of their highest and uh, most powerful sorcerers were adept in. And you can still find uh, various iterations of that necromancy throughout the ruins. It's um, really and uh, poetic that Shola came back for the second time in <laughs> that area. Right. And you know, yeah. they were great at healing and raising from the dead. It's, it's really interesting when you think about that, right? Those are the two things that they were very, very good at. And I guess bioengineering Amaro. But it's just, I don't know, there's this balance thing going on there. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. interesting. What if mm -hmm. they just pe they put people's souls into birds? Yeah, good. <laughs> That's what happened. Good. I mean. <laughs> Maybe not. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and then I thought this was interesting because I couldn't remember if they'd ever told us before, but mm -hmm. apparently Ronka approximately, uh, fell approximately 3,000 years yeah. before the events of Shadowbringers, so... That's a long yeah. time. That's a long time. Yeah, that's akin to I. I would have to look it up, but that's probably akin to before War of the Magi. Maybe mm. I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to look up the timeline again, but that's that's a long time ago, <laughs> like Alug time, you know. <laughs> yeah. So there's some interesting stuff that they had just about the races on the first, how they're different, mm -hmm. and the kind of history. Um. Does somebody else want? I can continue on, sure. but does somebody else want to? I know, you know, Aldi. You know, you love the first. Look, <laughs> Do you I, want I to talk I'm about just, the flood I'm of light? Just adding things in. Uh, yeah. So, flood of light. So they have a whole section on this, and as we know, right, Ardbert and the Warriors of Light over there, they got together. There's a lot of extra, you know, information about that, um, which is pretty funny. Like one of the things, just to call out Silva. When she joined them, uh, the reason she joined is because the charge that she had to protect was murdered by a shadow wolf. Hmm, weird. Um, I don't know why that would happen. Um, and she um, was so distraught and, uh, you know, she lost her charge that she just joined the group. And they let her because she was so sad. <laughs> hmm. yeah, so are we, thinking, are we all thinking that she did that, like, maybe accidentally? Oh, yeah. Well, either she did that or she lied about it. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Because yeah. we know that she had her own purposes. She's mm -hmm. from the That's void. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she, like, she had her own purposes yeah. over here, so. so Guys, I'm really like, sad. Let me go with you, okay? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's all fake. <laughs> yeah, it's all fake. You know, she was she was manipul manipulating. And them, in but... case they're like, I've never seen a shadow wolf. She's like, um, go here uh -huh. at 3 o'clock. There's totally going to be a shadow wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't look this way. Real yeah. quick, just don't look over here. Um, so, during their adventure, the world was already tipped towards the light. You know, they fought the Asians, Mitron and Logrith, in the final battle for the first. And Arbert literally just kills. He wins. Like, that's something in there that's kind of hidden. Is that he was so mad that he literally murdered an Asian. He did kill it at that time. But, of course, they manipulated things, so instead of dying, Mitron turned into the first Sin Eater, 
Eden. So <laughs> it's kind of amazing that they manipulated Arbert and the team into doing it and it worked. And it worked very well because of Silva. It literally like Silva it being in the group and him being so mad that they were they were lied to empowered his blow that then killed Mitron and turned him into Eden. Um, so there's a little bit uh, of, you know, details in here. <laughs> yeah, channeling his fury at the shadows into a blast of light so strong that it kept Mitron from using the power of a crystal darkness to return to the rift. So he just kind of exploded with light and turned into Eden. Um, so Eden, the first Sin Eater, uh, the will of Eden was kind of subverted or, or, or added to by Ardbert's desire to obliterate the existence of darkness. So kind of Ardbert's anger and his desire. Oops, Dynamis. Trans- yes. Yeah. Dynamis kind of reprogrammed or initially programmed Eden to destroy darkness. Do we want to move Ardbert on our tier list at all now? <laughs> <sighs> No. It was still an accident, you know? It was still an I mean, accident. He was still manipulated. I mean, it yeah, is yeah, brilliant, yeah. right? Like, yeah. he gets pitted against an enemy that is the epitome and represents darkness. darkness. And, you know, the shadow keeper and everything. And mm-hmm. then they use that to hone this desire. What is the raw desire to banish mm-hmm. darkness? And, oh, it's so it's. I felt so and- bad when they revealed that. I was like, oh, Ardbert, no. Yeah. <laughs> And it just, it does, it's just, it, history rhymes, because 5-3, what, what were those beings summoned to the first to do? To banish darkness. Like, Hero's Gauntlet, all of them just wanted to destroy darkness. Elidibus is just going back into his bag of tricks and bringing them right back out, you know? It's, it's kind of amazing when you think about that. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's just been manipulating people for so long that it just worked. Ugh. So the next bit is about after the Flood of Light and Yulmore. <laughs> Yulmore is so uh, interesting. Oh, Yulmore. I love this town, right? <laughs> because they started out, right, fighting against the Sin Eaters, and they were doing all right, right? Um, but they weren't quite winning um, until, during the defense of Vobert, a young girl appeared with the ability to resist the corruption of light so they went uh okay so well vobert's done i don't believe the crystarium was there at the time at that time it eventually would show up but she was taken away to yulmore where she was trained to become part of an elite unit called the sinbound who led them ranjit's father zalbard uh and together, they would go on to fight back against the Sin Eaters for years, right? This original Menphilia fought for years and, and really did good work. Uh, but then she did die, and so did Zalbard. But soon after, another girl with the same abilities appeared. So Yulmore kind of said, well, we need one. There always needs to be one. So every single one of these, we will hunt down take her and train her to uh, destroy the light. And that's why they kept finding her. And now it gets dark. Yeah, and kept using her. And about that time, they declared themselves the capital of the world. They're like, look, we're we're doing this and you should pay tribute to us, right? It's, It's taking our coffers. It's draining our coffers to do this. 
we're doing this for the whole world. We should be the capital of the world, and you should pay me tribute. Rocktika said, uh, no. <laughs> People at Rocktika said, no. Vobert didn't exist anymore. And the Crystarium and the Crystal Exart said, yeah, you know, we should be equals, right? And Yolmar said, nah, mm -mm, no, that's not what we want. So fuck off. Uh, and that's why Yolmar and the Crystarium didn't quite see eye to eye at the beginning of Shadowbringer. But after that, after they're going through finding new Menphilias, <laughs> They had a pretty big failure, right? And the mayor of Yulmore was distraught. And that's when Emmett Selk showed up and said, hey, bro, yeah, it kind of sucks, right? You have Menphilia, but you got to find her and train her all the time. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just control the Sin Eaters? So he convinced that mayor to merge his unborn child with the Sin Eater. And then Vothri is born so that's how Vautry, Vautry showed up but you know he was kind of a shit child let's be honest <laughs> right uh because when he was 10 he murdered his parents and disbanded the sin eaters at the time leaving menphilia that menphilia kind of wandering the city with nothing to do completely depressed because that's her sole reason in life ranjit was also eh, following orders but not very happy about it but that Menphilia probably got the worst end of all Menphilias because I don't I don't know that we knew this, but Vothri literally murdered her in her sleep. The Menphilia just before Reen was beat to death in her sleep because Vothri had a dream that she murdered him. And in a fit of fury, he got up, went to her chambers, and bludgeoned her to death. Super cool. Yeah. It's really yeah. so bad for her. That's oh. what an awful existence. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, to, to have your purpose being taken away, to drift around in the city for probably a year or two before waking up in the middle of the night to be murdered. And immediately after that, he ordered Ranji to track down the reincarnation. Right after he killed the woman that he was training, that Ranji was training her entire life. And so when Ranjit did find this reincarnation being Reen, he brought her back and locked her in a tower and refused to train her. Now you could take that in multiple ways, whether it could be he didn't want to lose one again, or he had lost hope, or he just didn't want to do it anymore. But Ranjit is such a complicated character that we know nothing about. I want more. My goodness. Just imagine being that guy, your father when the first Menphilia fell with him, said, hey, this is what you need to do to save the world. He does that. His new leader shows up, bludgeons her to death and says, find the next one. I might not train that next one either. If he has, can't have a dream about yeah. her killing you if she literally has no training. Or maybe you could. You mentioned yeah. a Zalbard earlier. Yeah, Zalbard, General Zalbard. Mm-hmm. Ranjit's his dad? son. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Ranjit yeah. is his son. Yep. Fucking ooh. I yeah. know. I honestly, like, this made me think about Ranjit in a completely mm -hmm. different way. Like, we already knew a little, we knew some of the context mm -hmm. a bit about, like, him being involved with a lot of this. Yeah. But, man, I feel like Ranjit is one of the characters from Shadowbringers that really in Yulemore we could have used a, a mm -hmm. whole thing about. Like, I, yeah. because even when I played through Shadowbringers, I was like, 
okay, so this guy, like, works for Vothri, but, like, he also kind of is a dad figure mm -hmm. to her, but, like, he's hunting her down relentlessly because yeah. of Yulmore. And it, he was always one of the figures in the story that felt a little bit, like, uh, like, I don't know, mm -hmm. to me. Like, I was like, I'm not sure. I know he fits in here. I know technically with the lore he fits right. in here. But, like, I couldn't necessarily truly tell you what his, you know, compulsion is yeah. in all of this, what his stakes are, what his, other than he works for Vothri and he seems to be fond of her in his mm -hmm. own way. But, like, when you get all this context, right? I mean, like you were saying, like, we don't know exactly where he fell in all this, but you assume, uh, given his proud nature, mm -hmm. that he must have bought into the mission to some degree. And his right. father and the original Menphilia, this woman who was, like, touted to be the, the return of the Oracle yeah. of Light, the last hope for salvation... Um, and, you know, you're raised to, like, follow in his footsteps to be the last and only offensive against this thing that has the world on a precipice, this... Because every other country is useless. Yeah, yeah. and, no like, weird. you raise a girl and you train her, and yeah. then she gets beaten to death by, like, oh, it's just so, like, I, like... <laughs> Here's a weird thing <sighs> in Ranjit's <sighs> actual entry in the lore yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that Ranjit remained a military asset, an asset, he was a, he was a badass, mm -hmm. at 88, may be attributed to rigorous training. It's also speculated that one of his forebears was a longer-lived people. Mm -hmm. uh, Mysterious? Heritage, yeah, though his heritage was deliberately obfuscated, his clan's assassins encouraged to seek mates of myriad races that their offspring might ply their trade undetected. Regardless, mm -hmm. Ranjit was a force to be reckoned with uh, until he he met his end by the warrior of darkness hand. That's not what happened. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, that's like mysterious what? unknown assassin race that yeah. bred yeah. with other races yeah. and lived fucking weird. Also, what? what do you mean a long-lived people? Are we talking elves? Or are we talking like Asians? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like what? What? What are we talking about here? Right? What? Like literally, there's so much that we. All don't it said know was a longer-lived race. It's like what? Yeah. What do you? Does mean? it have to do with the the creature he's bonded to, the dragon? Right. Does it that's have like a, to do with? That's a, that's a blood summon, apparently. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, apparently it's just it's a familiar that he can blood summon. Which yeah. blood summon? Excuse me, you're gonna have <laughs> Sorry, to find that I go term. back. Hold on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Gukumats was its name. Yeah was born of forbidden magics that use the caster's blood to give a familiar its shape, the creature's strength mm -hmm. increasing with its master's daily meditation. Ranjit first summoned Gukumats when he was but a boy, and 80 summers of blood and meditation later, it was possessed of incredible power, enough to bear its master aloft or shroud him in ability-enhancing apparel, among other things. Mm -hmm. So that's super vague yeah. also, but, like, he, yeah. he was a summoner, I guess? Yeah. But he, a he, blood magic wielder. Yeah. So, like, blood <laughs> magic summoning, using part of your soul, your being, to summon this yeah. thing and giving that you it... cultivate. Yeah. yeah. He's an Asian. He's an Asian. <laughs> he's, right. a, he's a Xenos. He's a yeah. It's like, <laughs> Gukumats could be a guardian force, almost. Not really, but almost, right? A, a yeah. It's, it's really he's interesting that we reaper. don't know. Yeah, oh, blood reaper. wild. Blood reaper. Oh, no, that's so weird. Yeah. I mean, it's also very possible, right, that there were races on the first that we we just don't know that aren't mm -hmm. direct yeah. parallel to what was on the source. 
Like, right. I, I'm really glad you added that in then because I had not gone all the way to his entry to look at that. And I did not know that. Um, right. What is happening with Ranjit Final uh, Fantasy fourteen? And me. why is why he such a swept under know? the rug we character? Need to, we need to pop into our little little thingamabob codex online and be like, tell me about Ranjit. Is there more information? Yeah. yeah That's amazing. That, you know, it kind of segues here. Like, okay, so we have Ranjit. Mm -hmm. We had Fatebreaker, that that fight from Reen's mind, which mm -hmm. combined the Ancred and Ranjit. I... I don't know that they told us this. I feel like I knew this, but Reen's weapons, the daggers are called the Fate Breakers. Mm -hmm. I think I knew that, but I don't know if I knew that. Did you know that? I think we were told that. I don't no? know. That's, that's that's sort of, I think I knew that, but maybe I read it. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> I don't, I'm not entirely sure, but it's just a nice fitting little tribute. Um, and I'm like, why is Ranjit in there at all? Like we, I really want to know how Ranjit was to this last Menphilia. We knew he was cold and distant, but we kind of know maybe why. So I, I don't know. He's just you such lock a her in the tower, then yeah. the the fat man of light can't beat her up. Can't exactly. Do it. I mean, exactly right. though. Like he he was probably in a position where if Voth, I, I mean, <laughs> I imagine he must have argued to Vothri and been like. You know, well, if you just kill this one too, then we'll just have to look for another one. Mm -hmm. So just like keep this one safe and then put her in a, like one of the only places in Yulemore that Vothri wouldn't have just immediate, mm -hmm. immediate unimpeded access to where guards or other people would be keeping an eye on her, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, it's tough. We don't know. We don't know if yeah. he was, he was totally gone at that point or if he did that in many ways. He seems to be acting from a place of protecting her. But like, yeah, I, it's so tough. He's so interesting. And I wish we could have gotten more with him um, because he is like a prominent villain yeah. in, <laughs> in and, know, those Pedalbringers, but. Hitching my wagon to him in first edition was a good idea. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. Cause he was so mysterious and I'd love to get into it more. And we still don't know. So there's a <laughs> lot of fertile ground there. I'm... And blood summoning. Yeah, listen, our peers, you're vindicated. <laughs> Can I add something else to Yulmore uh, really quick? Just Yeah, uh, absolutely. All right, here's a sentence from the Red Jongler. Um, oh, before okay. recent reforms, children of the bonded were viewed as property of the city. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yulmore! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? They Stop! They got real dark. They got dude. real dark. You know imagine the flood of light happens you didn't know it was going to happen and everybody else is falling apart and you're like okay we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and yes you do it in a weird way and you're really <laughs> forceful about it but the other countries are like no we're not gonna help you and that country has to feel like we're the last bastion of any hope and no one will help us we have to be better than we are and then they get a little a lot fascist at that point and that's bad a little, a lot, a lot, <laughs> a whole lot. Oh, Yeesh. man! Uh, yeah, Yulmore is pretty fascinating. There's a lot more yeah. going on there than we even got to see, which yeah. is it's it's cool to read about. Yeah, um, this is actually have... a, a fun yeah, thing. Okay. The Queen yeah. Bee. Did you guys read that entry? Um, mm -mm. I think I did, but I don't remember. Any attempt to ascertain the Queen Bee's true identity is considered a fool's errand. 
Indeed, even his gender remains a mystery, though he allows mm-hmm. the use of pronouns for his honeybee's convenience. There are but nah. two things the customer must know, that the queen bee always aims to provide a sting of excitement to those who pass through the doors of the beehive, and that he will brook no harm to his honeybees. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mysterious. Yeah. Very mysterious. So Blurry. unlike the honeybee in in Seven, there's someone <laughs> who cares for them. Aww. <laughs> yeah. oh. I mean, they changed that. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like there's so much in here about the first. And I mean, there's so much about Inwalker as well. But of course, I kind of stuck to the first. The next the next <laughs> bits that I had was about Lakeland a little bit. Um, and then a bunch of random stuff that I saw that was kind of funny or interesting. So one, Laxenloft. Right, that's a place. Laxon is the original Elven word for Lakeland, so it's just the Lakeland Loft, right? Uh, I just thought that was interesting and funny. Mm. The Hall of the Thriceborn. I remember when Shadowbringers came out, looking at that and going, "Why? Like Hanged Tower? I get, I think, but why the Hall of the Thriceborn? Who was born thrice? Well, it's because that's where the Elven nation was born three times. Mm. The original king who founded the kingdom, right? Who gathered everyone up and, and founded the kingdom. Tolthawil, who reunified the kingdom after Volbert and Naboth Arang kind of defected and fought them. Once again, he's the one who created the Grand Cosmos. And the last king was the Shadow Keeper, who they venerated, like there was a the whole kind of civil war that venerated the Shadow Keeper into the king right there in that hall. Um, so that's why it's called the Hall of the Thriceborn really cool um and that's when the elves went from worshiping the church of the light into more darker wolfy things <laughs> uh, you know as you do um and yeah this is where i had the note about silva um and her ward being murdered by a shadow wolf mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh so there's a this random stuff here towards the end the void sense so this is about reaper and we're going to talk about this quite a bit, I think. So it says in the book that the void sent soul that becomes a Reaper's avatar must be highly compatible, perhaps even nigh indistinguishable from the Reaper's own soul. And it's implied that the easiest pairings are perhaps shards of the same soul. I don't like that. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, do. I like that a whole lot. <laughs> Their names are even similar. Their names are even similar. It is. Uh huh. <sighs> Zero and Xenos. Yucky. Yeah. And the warrior of light and whoever your avatar is, right? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Right? I it's, know. It's interesting that they put this in this book, right? Because it's a lot of speculation and people are like, well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just a void sense. But this, the fact this that it has to be strikes me as when you talk to uh, Ralker and he's like, yeah, maybe there is something about the similarity between me and Ramu. Who knows? And then yeah. moves on. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Uh, it, it does not confirm. And once again, about this whole book, it's through a historian's lens who does not have all the information. They're just writing it down. They're not 100% reliable. But hey, this is a very interesting theory. And how do you feel about Xenos Zero? Bad. Here we go. Bad. Here we go. Just Here we bad. go. 
in chat, Consider Zero was forced into her contract by Fan mm -hmm. Daniel rather than That's naturally true. like other Reapers. That's very true. Save us. Save us. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I. There's been so much talk about this. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's their lore. They can do with it what they want. Yeah. If they decide to use this as a foundation for saying that Zero and Xenos are shards mm -hmm. of the same soul, then they can do that. They have the foundation to justify mm -hmm. that. I, I personally, after I heard this, was kind of like, eh. Mm -hmm. Not because not because I don't think that there's like a premise for it. I do think mm -hmm. that like sure it would probably be much easier to have something that was naturally compatible with the yeah. material of your being um, that joins you and like lives alongside you and exists mm -hmm. in in a way almost like is Ardbert actually our Reaper voice? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like I mean similar to that, right? Mm -hmm. But um, at the same time, I found it personally very mm -hmm. limiting from something like a role-playing standpoint. Sure, yeah, it would be. Where I was just like, that kind of takes part of the fun away, though. Mm -hmm. Because part of the fun is, like, as a Reaper, I would assume trying to decide what kind of Void Scent you would want to make a pact with. Like, mm -hmm. what powers would they offer you? What unique things would you be able to do because of this specific type of Void Scent? What kind of character flavor could you get for, mm -hmm. like, different, you know, characters that have made a pact with a different entity that they mm -hmm. came across or they stumbled across or that, you know. I So to me, I was kind of like... I don't know if I, like, and again, these books are fallible. Like, they yep, come they from are. the perspective of in-world knowledge. So it, mm -hmm. they aren't always 100% the full fact of the matter. And so in my head, I was just kind of like, you know what? I think for me, I might, in my mind, say that, like, this means that it might be easier to have yes, a relationship. Easier. But that it doesn't mean that, like you cannot make a void scent pack because there's a ton you of people can't. as well that were not shards of a soul. There's yeah. all new souls that have been born through the life stream. So like they can't find a shard of themselves if they're going to train in being a reaper. Right, um, cause 13 is dead. Yeah. So like it's, it's very interesting to me. So I'm kind of of the mindset personally that I don't believe that Zero is a shard mm -hmm. of Xenos' soul um, and that perhaps that's what some of that tension was uh, between them sure. and, you know, how Zero said that, you know, it wasn't a comfortable partnership and... Yeah. I, to to me, it makes a whole lot of sense because they're both just completely alone at all times. They both had this fundamental misunderstanding of what people were. And I mean, hers was kind of induced, but also before that, she still did have that feeling. Uh, and they're both completely alone in the world for different reasons. So I, I, I kind of like the idea, but I don't know. I it hate is it. limiting. Um, yeah, well, I super you, hate, you hate it. Xenos, I know. Uh, yeah, but um, going back to uh, what was said in chat about uh, Fan Daniel mm -hmm. forcing the contract, mm -hmm. like. Who else would Xenos pick other than our shard to be like, yeah, 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 they're my friend. They're my, yeah, they're my now. Yeah, could be, could be mm. as well, right? Um, so who knows either way. I just knew that both of you would hate this so much that I had to put it in there. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It's a revelation <laughs> for sure. It is. Maybe not a welcome one. <laughs> no. But a revelation. Uh, yeah. So, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm glad you brought it up because I did see many people on the internet talking oh, yes. about it in the community and yeah. what it means or what it indicates or what it could be. And honestly, mm -hmm. I think it's up to everybody's interpretation, you know, mm -hmm. unless they they really go whole hog in it and really clarify. Yeah. I think you could interpret this 
how you want in mm -hmm. what works for your character and things like that. Um, or even if you canonically or don't canonically think of your character of the warrior as the warrior of light yeah. or what that might mean. Um, definitely was like a an open ended. Some people even think that maybe so like follow mm -hmm. it or don't. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Do what you want. You. Do what you want. Yeah. Like Xenos if you want. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's okay. It's okay. even if we're sassy about it. You know what? There's more Xenos for you that I don't want. It's all yours. <laughs> but moving on to I'll more take the olives, you take the Xenos. <laughs> more Gollumald. Uh Forum Solus. Really we know who it's named for, right? Solus. But when it was made was after the Emperor subjugated Dalmasca. So he went on a mission and destroyed Dalmasca, and when they came back, they threw a huge party and made Forum Solus. Super tiny footnote of of history, but that's kind of interesting, right? Ooh. Like, that he led the actual subjugation of Dalmasca himself as Solus. Mm. Like, it feels like, you know, we get a bit of Solus and, and the story, but it feels like we never got, like, the activities that he did. Yeah, okay, he, he had the empire, he was a dude, he did this stuff, he experimented a on dude. a lot of things. Well, as far it as was we know. A kind of a dude. Yeah, it was some yeah. sort of dude there. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that it was really mentioned that he spearheaded these things. Like, literally, he was on the field of battle. Mm. So that's kind of interesting. You know. No, I like it. It's cool. My favorite one. My absolute favorite one is, you remember that ship on the moon, Heimdall's last sight? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, why is it here? Well, it's here because it was orbiting Dalamud when Bahamut escaped and Bahamut shot it down and it landed on the moon. It was still active at the time of that calamity because it was created to be a last line of defense to keep Bahamut in mm. his orb. Like, that's what? <laughs> that's so I think, cool. So it was, I don't cool. know about you guys, but I think I always assumed that it was like just a, a research yeah. vessel. Mm -hmm. Nope. It was there nope. for different reasons. Yeah. It was there since Dalamud was put up into the sky to watch it, uh, you know, with the autonomous, you know, um, uh, robots that were on board. But, I mean, we all saw it on the moon and we're like, that's weird, but it's here. And, I mean, Alec is here. So, yeah, it, it must make sense in some way. But why didn't they know about the moon then, right? Like, if they were researching the moon, why didn't they know that the Loperates were there? Well, maybe, I don't know, but... I, I do want to know that, mm -hmm. like, a whole lot. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, did they know about it? Is that the reason why they made another moon to contain another big thing? Because they went, oh, well, that's containing one big thing. I don't know. Wouldn't you think that they would mess with it? It's still... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, it brings up a lot of good questions. I think mm -hmm. some of it has to do with just the, the amount of time the story has spanned. Yeah. Like, the, the initial conception of things like the moon, mm -hmm. Dalamud, and the introduction of things like the Loperates. My only guess would be that, I mean, they must, they must have shrouded the moon, or the Loperates must have been in stasis, right. or, like, maybe the Watcher had... Because, like, Alec was up there. Yeah, <laughs> so, like. Literally. You'd think that they for sure would have noticed the portion of Zodiac. You'd think for sure they might have noticed an entire moon crawling with mm -hmm. a bunch of rabbits. Right. Like, 
Yeah, you would just think, you know, you would just think. So there must have been yeah. something, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, the Lofrits do go into stasis and come back out of it. We see that, right? You know, so that makes sense. And maybe it's hard to find it. Maybe it was shrouded, you know. But yeah, like, okay. And then it crash landed there. That's really cool. That's just, that's just really cool. Um, the last thing that I had, and it's so stupid. It's really the most stupid note that I have here. Because I don't know how I didn't know this. So the gear in the game that's called the Skaven Gear of Blank. Why didn't I know Nero yeah, you made didn't, that? You didn't think of that? No. Nero told Skava! I didn't right. think about Really? Okay, yeah. guys. <laughs> I had no idea. I'd never remember his last name. I don't even like the guy. So, so when, I, when I just saw it was like Skaven Gear and it was like, yeah, made by Nero. And I went, oh. Duh. What is wrong with me? Why didn't I see that? It's okay. What, what I, I didn't thinking? realize it either. So you yeah. know what? And I've, I've been playing this game for a long time. I can't even sass like I did eight about years. Hatch Day. I've been playing this game for over eight <laughs> years. I didn't know Skaven Gear was made by Nero Tolskava. So we all learn something new every Nero day. exists, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like it. I don't because then Sid would be sad because he would have lost his husband. Sure, so. that's very true. He can so, exist with Sid over there. He's the first example that I can think of where mm -hmm. someone was just a real bad guy and turned around and was like, I want to be good now. Cool. And everybody was like, yeah, <laughs> dumb. And I'm like, no. Are you kidding me? No, don't let that guy do what he you know, wants. You know, I mean, in the <laughs> end, he was very helpful. But initially, sure. excuse me, no. Yeah, dude was in yeah. it just to do it. Like people with that motivation. You can't really trust them. It's kind of tough with him because he became just sort of an auxiliary thing for our 24 mm -hmm. mans for so long. And we see him go through a journey there where he does end up, you know, self-sacrificing. And there's that whole moment with the void. And then he gets really involved mm -hmm. with the Omega stuff. Um, but it's funny because I always felt that he and Sid, if we ever went back to Garlemald, he, mm -hmm. Sid, and, right. um, oh, oh, why do I always forget her name? The woman who oh. was secretly a Garlean. Lucia? Who... Uh, Lucia, Lucia yeah. thank you, yes. I always figured that, like, the three of them would be major pivotal figures to us going mm -hmm. into Garlemald. And that we would have more of, like, an arc with Nero, like, finally kind of realizing and coming full circle and, like, admitting stuff with Sid. And, like, you know, we got to see some more stuff with Sid in regards to Boja and the Garlean Empire. But it's just so wild to me mm -hmm. that, like, when you think about how we meet Sid in the MSQ in A Realm Reborn, and there's the whole thing with him having memory loss and all mm -hmm. this other stuff, and, like, how he defected from Garlemald, I really thought that, like, he, Nero, the rest of the kind of Garlean cast that we had sort of assembled would have played a major role in something like a Garlean expansion. Um, of course, that kind of, I think, got pushed to the side in favor of like bigger story and pushing ahead to new things beyond Heidel and Zodiac. But um, yeah, I, I don't mind Nero. I think he's funny. And I like the idea of a <laughs> character that's more enigmatic about what he does or doesn't truly believe about his own country, like being a little mm. more self-serving or being a little bit more difficult to read in regards to why he's doing what he's doing, not just out of loyalty to a nation, um, but in a way, almost having more loyalty to himself and the the act of innovation. Mm -hmm. 
But I think there was a lot they could have done with him if we hadn't come into a completely destroyed Carla Waltrip. Right. So yeah, wasteland. It. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. And maybe he'll play a role in something like if they I ever mean, do a reconstruction or. Didn't didn't he have like a very important role in getting the Crystal Tower back? Like back he to. Did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the future, yeah. He did, yeah. Loyal to science. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just you know, uh, that's not a great motivation usually. He when, just wants to when, have coffee and yeah. learn shit and yeah. eventually be better than Sid or maybe just be friends or maybe be more than friends. Maybe more. Something yeah. having to do with Sid and coffee. Yeah, that's all he... <laughs> Those are the two things. Yeah, he did uh, play a, a big role in the Omega plotline too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where he, he made this he gear! <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I'm sorry, I guess exactly. technically that falls into the eight-man raids, technically. But, yeah. like, and the funny thing is, I didn't do that raid. That's no, you know. didn't. So oh, like, yeah, you does play a big role in Omega. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did it eventually, but well, that makes sense why you didn't out. didn't realize so I didn't that the, get gear, the was... gear. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait, the what now? But, <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm over here like, really? Because like, yeah, the quest over there is is there. He's doing okay. I know, but I you weren't there. Why. That makes sense. And yeah, yeah I too wasn't there, so I didn't know that's why the gear, that's what it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's the end of the list right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, we this... could do multiple of these. Yeah, I think we should. We could. This There's is, so this much is pretty, in here. pretty fun. We could even probably go back and look at the other books. Oh, yeah, that's we true. We can yeah. revisit the old ones. We never ones. did one of these that's for the true. other ones, as far as I recall. That would be mm -hmm. good. Yeah. I mean, if chat who doesn't have the books has any questions, you know, <laughs> you can give it to them here. You can give us true. give us them here. You, at the end of the thing, we'll go through. We'll we can look through. them up. Yeah, yeah, you'll go through how to contact us. But yeah, just send us some <laughs> that you want to know about. We'll email. research it. All right. I, I think it's time to wrap things up then, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Okay. Let's do the thing where I show us the stuff. If I can remember how to do this stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you got so, it. You can contact me on Twitter, which is still Twitter. I don't care. Says X, it's Twitter. Uh, Zenidra underscore A. On um, Blue Sky, new Twitter. Uh, I'm just Zenidra. On uh, Twitch, eventually I might be Strawberry Bop, but I definitely already am. Plus the word underscore one, the number underscore shot, the word plus one shot. Uh, we're doing a game of D and Diablo tonight. It we're still in hell. Um, no one's died <laughs> yet, and I resisted a corruption thingy. I'm just so cool. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. For now. Like, he was like, and congratulations, your corruption <laughs> meter is not screwed. And I'm like, really? I did a good. I just thought that guy was creepy. Anyway, plus one shot is also on YouTube without the underscores, um, and we keep uh, an archive of all our old shows there. We also have a chat show for just talking about D and D instead of playing it, or not just D and D. Recently, we've talked about Fabula Rasa and uh, the MCDM uh, mm -hmm. new tabletop games. So just general tabletop discussions. If yep. you guys would rather watch us talk about tabletop than play tabletop, that's me. Cheryl? Here. Only here. That's it. And I think uh, below me somewhere there's going to be the Twitter. Blue Sky is the same because, funnily enough, nobody wants this name. Um, just saying. What? 
I mean, they didn't seem to, because I got it pretty easily. Uh, maybe most people just don't know how to spell it. I don't know. Um, I always have to think about it when I have to type it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it took a while for me, and I Dreaming. made it up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also on plus one shot. I do more of the talk than the play right now, at least. Uh, that will probably change sometime soon. Especially when the 14 tabletop is out. Because we'll play it there as we go and do more play tests of things like MCDM, uh, Fabula Ultima, things like that. That's when you'll see me. Uh, but that's it for me. How about for you, Rook? Yeah! Hey, I'm Rook. You can find me over on my Twitch at Rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I. You can find me on YouTube at the same and... YouTube videos are officially resuming. We t had a little bit of a break over the holidays. Our editor needed some time. I was traveling a lot, uh, but they are coming back and looking forward to it. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter at Rookery underscore. Uh, I am on Blue Sky at Rookery in case any of you missed the memo as well. It's no longer invite mm -hmm. only. So go snag oh, your yeah. names from Blue Sky mm -hmm, if you want to get on there. Um, with that kind of opening up further and with Twitter continuing to spiral down, mm -hmm. it's possible that we move full time over there. But uh, for the most part right now, you can find me on Twitter for social media um, or on either of my channels. Uh, I will have some stuff coming up. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, so mm. keep an eye out. I can't say anything yet. It hasn't been officially announced, um, but there will be other things going on. And uh, we'll have some more uh, wonderful stuff this year, too. So I'm always happy to see people wherever we are, whether it's here or on any of the other things that I do. And all of us, you can find Aetherite Radio, gamerscape.com. That is our email. Please email us. If you have stuff that you found in the lore books, especially especially after today's show, if you found stuff you found mm -hmm. in the lore books you thought that was really crazy and you want us to, to tack it on there, then like drop us drop us an email. Or, you know, any of the other things we have. <laughs> Twitter or Blue Sky <laughs> for Aetherite Radio. For Gamer Escape, our lovely parent company. I don't know why I said it like that. We also have Twitter and Blue Sky and Facebook and Twitch. You probably know that if you're watching us live because that's where we are. And YouTube. We're also there, live there. So, you know, there's a possibility that you already do that also. <laughs> but again, if you would like to uh, send us messages and you don't want to email us because, you know, that's what old people do now. Come to our Discord. Discord.gg slash gamers game. That's really it. That's it. That's all. That's Wait, all that's did. all. Lore book Encyclopedia Aorzea 3 was really good. There's so much stuff in it. Yeah, if you want to pick up an Encyclopedia Aorzea and you want to support us, we do have an affiliate link for that somewhere in the chat. Maybe I can find it. Who knows? But yes, Gamerscape has an affiliate link for that. It doesn't give you any kind of discount, but it does help us out. So, If you'd like to. Yeah, if you'd like to. They're worth picking up. Honestly, the lore books, yes. I think, are some of the best gaming supplemental books um, on the market. And there's so much good stuff in them. They're honestly just mm -hmm. fun to read. However, honestly. Wherever you get it, get it. Because it is worthwhile. I'm gonna find that thingy. I'm gonna find that thingy. It's just, I okay. You. I... <laughs> You're laughing. I see the question in the chat. What time is D&D Diablo tonight? All right, so D and Diablo is tonight at usually ten ten thirty Eastern. We uh, we we have half of us 
from this coast, a couple of us from the other coast, and some of us are from Australia and New Zealand. So yeah, it's a bit it's a uh, bit of uh, trying to get our times to meet up, but the whole uh, world. Yes, <laughs> I tell them ten, and they show up at ten thirty. <laughs> yeah. So what is that? Five hours from now, currently. There you well, go. All yeah. right. Great, thanks everybody so yeah. much for hanging out with thanks us. Everyone. It was a good time. It was really fun. Uh, we will not be here next week. I got stuff to do. Uh, Rook has stuff to do. Charles probably has stuff to do. But we'll be back the week after that and we'll let you know um, in socials what the heck we are doing. See you then. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.